Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Quarantine Call with Shieldless Mag. I'm Nick Shields, and as always, you'll be hearing myself and Ruben Barrick, co-founders of ShieldlessMag.com. And on the line with us today is professional skateboarder Dane Berman. Dane is originally from Australia, but currently resides in San Diego. He skates for Zero Skateboards and has landed himself on the cover of Thrasher Magazine twice now. We catch up with Dane to see what it's been like skating in a pandemic. We also talk about filming for his part in Zero's full-length video, Damn It All, and filming his last trick on the famous Kerchart Gap. We also talk about the Liquid Death Murder Your House Instagram contest and close it out with a little talk about what might be in store for the skate industry after quarantine. We hope you enjoy the episode, and if you do, make sure to share it on Instagram and tag at ShieldlessMag. Follow Dane at Dane Berman, and make sure to buy his Zero skateboards at your local skate shop. Stay safe, and cheers. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
That's not, is, is that, that how you're introducing Ruben? Uh-huh. Just now, and you're like, what's up, Rubes? It sounded so much like you said, what's up, dudes? And I'm like, damn, I don't even get a fucking introduction. What is this? And, uh, one of the dudes. Like, we yeah. just don't address you at all the whole show. You're like, cheers. <laughs> yeah. It's their time. Look at that. Yeah, you're like, you're like, like, the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we wouldn't yeah. be like that, Dane. No, okay. man. We got you to be here, dog. You just said we on the line today. We got a, a from from the the newest skateboarding video game. We have uh, the character Dane Berman. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the show. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of hating robots you're 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 kind of a robot in a way and uh, yeah in a sense. That, that little uh skate guy fucking switch me on like i i see it and it looks like me but like it doesn't look like but it looks like i don't know it's it's a weird thing to see you see as like a little skate character on a video game <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's what your character has like a zero shirt and a beanie right yeah, you're like, I, you're like, I yeah. to like dress myself. I dress myself for the game and I had Kurt Hodge take photos of my face from like you know, 20 different angles all over my face to like send in to like print my face onto this fucking, this little, this guy. The only thing though, like I, I, they sent me the back to like, hey, this is what your character's gonna look like. And I look really fucking buff in it, I think. Like I, my shoulders look old. <laughs> All big and like I don't know. I'm like I'm not, I'm I'm a little dude. I got like skinny arms. Like my dude looks too buff. But um, yeah, well, maybe you wanted to be like a little buff. I guess like if if that's like the, what image kids have in their head of me, they're like yeah, that's fucking now he's getting all buff. Like he's on my video game. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Then they're just then at that point they're just not even looking at the skating. They're like, damn, who's that buff guy? <laughs> but then for the for the rest of your life everybody's like, Man, I thought you were a lot buffer in for in for <laughs> It's like when I first met his coach out, I remember like like meeting him and looking at him and I was like, Damn, I thought you'd be like a big dude but he was like he's pretty But like yeah. I, I guess just from his video parts and stuff, he like carries the name of like a bigger person or something, I don't know. But yeah, I met him and I was like, this is fucking small than I am. That's weird. I was like, trying to be a big dude. You're all, I can fight this dude. <laughs> not, not that you want it. But you're like, if I get in well, a fight with him, I can probably take him. Dude, like, I don't know if you've ever met he's not out of it, but like half the time you kind of think it's a fucking fight. You're cutting out a little bit, what you, what you say. Oh god! I said, if you've ever met Heath Kirchhart, half the time you like feel like he might want to fight you. Like he's pretty, pretty stoic oh, yeah. and like stern. So yeah, I mean, if he had him tried, I would have fucked him up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like an intimidating dude, for sure. He's super yeah. intimidating. It's fucking like I, I feel like he does it on purpose too. Like he knows that he's intimidating. Like when I, <laughs> when I met him, I, I was with Marissa and Santa. We went to one of those. Uh, you know the America Go Skateboarding Day things where they like skate through the fucking city or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I can't remember what that shit was called. But anyway, what, that was it, one of those in LA. Wild in the streets? Yeah, Wild in the Streets, that's it. Yeah, so me and Marissa went, and she was driving, so I mean, I mean, we would just like flow fucking random kids or whatever at the time, and we drove down to meet up with the America team, and I just tagged along to my friends with Marissa, and then I hung out all day, and we skated all the shit, and like hung out with kids or whatever, and then we went to like this big America dinner after, and it was like the whole team, and then me and Marissa kind of sat on the side, because she was just flow, and I wasn't supposed to be there, and then... um <laughs> I ate the dinner or whatever, and there's, like, 25 people there or something, and I didn't know fucking anyone. Like, I knew who they all were, but, like, I didn't know them, you know? And then at the end of it, Heath was driving me and Marissa back to her car to drop her off or whatever, and it was just me, Marissa, and Kirchard in the van. And um, as we're getting out of the van, I turn and I go to Heath, like, hey, man, thanks for the ride back to the car, and thanks for dinner. And Kirchard goes, maybe you should have thanked the dudes that paid for your dinner. And that was it. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. oh fuck. Like, I didn't know who paid for it. I don't know like, who these people are. Like, I, I was just this quiet kid on the side. Like, what the fuck is I meant to do? Like, I don't know. He, he made me feel real stupid. <laughs> Damn. Was that the last time you, like, the f- first and only time you met him? Or? Um, no, I met him again a few years later. We did, like, a Zero tour around the U.S. One of the stops was at Subsect, and um, we did a demo somewhere out there. And he he owns Subsect Skate Shop, so he was in the t- town at the time. I think it was Subsect. I mean, I know he owns Subsect, but I feel like we were somewhere else, like in Des Moines or something. I don't know. But anyway, he was hanging out with us after that. He was there, like with Ben Gilly and even Gilly are friends, and they were like chatting it up and. I hung out with him a bit then, and he was a lot nicer. And, well, not even nicer. Like, I mean, he was nice before. He was just a little bit more cold-shouldered the first time. The second time, he was a little bit warmer. Huh. That's but, yeah, funny. that's it. Two Maybe times. he does want to fight you, then. Who knows? <laughs> fuck him up. I'm not scared, dude. I'm taller than <laughs> You should have... You said that the second time, even if it was years later, you'd be like, "Oh, Heath, let me let me buy you dinner or something." <laughs> <laughs> you now. can take me now. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like, Fuck. you go to high five him. You like put a twenty in his hand, like, <laughs> you know what it's for. <laughs> yeah, he's going. What the fuck is this kid on about? This <laughs> kid's a fucking weirdo trying to slip money in my hand. Is he like, yeah, fuck. Uh, oh man, that's funny, man. Well, uh, mm. <laughs> bringing it back, man. How's how's this whole pandemic treating you? Honestly, like this quarantine. Pretty. This is gonna sound pretty fucked, but like. I still just been skating like every single day. I mean, I, I've always like been kind That's of your job. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't know. I I like I don't like people, so I don't go out around <laughs> people like ever. Like before this or after this. Like I don't go to bars. I don't fucking go to like concerts. Really, I don't. I don't go to the beach and hang out. Like I don't go to like swap meets and like I don't know. I don't do any of that type of shit normally. I don't do grocery shopping. I, like, eat out, like, 90% of the time. So, like, (laughs) nothing has really changed for me. Like, now it's just, like, I wear the mask and I go into 7-Eleven or, like, I fucking, you know, I 
I've always avoided people for the most part. And, like, I don't have family in this country. I don't have, like, old people that I hang around. I don't go anywhere near anyone that's immunocompromised. I'm not running around fucking touching every surface I can to spread the shit. So, like, not much in my life has really changed other than, like, a lot of my friends have, like, gone into hiding, kind of. Yeah. Like, Adam Adam has been impossible. Like, we, we tried to hit him up to go skate, and he was like, no, no, like, my roommates, and, like, i got to be, like, think about what they're doing, like, the way that, and it's like, fuck, man, like, you're going skating. Like, you don't have to touch me. You don't have to come near me. You don't have to touch any surfaces. And he's going out skating every day anyway. So he's, like, going to the gas stations. He's filling up his car. He's touching gas pumps. He's touching, so, like, It'd be no different if you just came skating with, you know, me and Vinny still. But he, like, wouldn't yeah. do it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Not too much has changed other than, like, most of the homies have kind of dropped off a little bit. Yeah. Is it weird, like, being out on the session and, like, nobody really wants to high-five? Or, like, is there, like, an awkwardness in the air? Or um, is everybody just, like, fuck it, we're cool? No, it's been pretty mellow. I mean, most of us, like, because, like, I live with Kurt Hodge, the Zero mm. Team Manager, so, I mean, we're fucking in each other's space all the time, so we're still, like, hugging if people get tricks. It's like, yeah, we're like, you know, whatever, like, all hyping each other, high-fiving each other and shit. And then most of us will, like, jump in the same van together, so it's like we're all in the same air. And so, I don't know. No, no one really yeah. is too awkward and weird about it other than, like, I don't know, maybe the random dude rock up on the session that you only see every few months or something and they'll be a little bit like, you know, they'll stay back a little, which I get it, like whatever, you don't, you got to look out for number one and then if you've got other shit going on in your life, like if you live with your parents or you visit your parents a lot and they're older or something, like yet fucking take all the precautions you can, but like, I don't know, I don't think it's weird either way. If you don't want to touch me, then don't touch me, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, please, uh, Chris Cole was saying he was it was a little weird. Um, like Vinny filmed the line and he was like, "Oh, I can't like I'm not even supposed to high five the dude." Or like Reggie yeah, would come he, up and like hug him or whatever, and he was like, "Oh, yeah, Reggie's just the sweatiest dude, just running up and hugging people." <laughs> yeah, like, it's supposed to be hugged by Reggie a bunch of times, you know. It's not like it's any worse now. It's like just Reggie's like sweat all over you, like. He gets all excited and jumps on you and shit. But yeah, Cole was like, he's been doing the Corona elbows. He's been elbowing people when he gets high. So when he comes and meets us on set, she does this little elbow <laughs> knock, which, I don't know, it's, it's all fucking which same shit. probably doesn't do, yeah, I don't think if something touches your elbow, like your elbow still touches in your body. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I guess you yeah, can't touch your face with your elbow, but I, I feel like it'll get there. Uh, Everyone tells you to cough in your elbow, though, don't they? Like, you need to yeah. cough, like, cough in your elbow, so you're spraying it all right now. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to spread that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Cole is out there spreading Corona. <laughs> yeah. Chris Corona Cole. <laughs> yeah. COVID, COVID sessions with Chris Corona Cole. That's yeah. Right. At the Corona Curves. Yeah, that's funny, man. <laughs> That's cool that you live with your team manager and photographer, though. It's the man. I mean, mo- yeah, in this situation, it's cool. I don't think if, like, many other skaters would be that hyped to be living with their team <laughs> manager, they'd probably feel, like, super scrutinized all the time. But uh, I think I'm 
I'm more of a team manager than what Kurt is sometimes. Just in charge, like, <laughs> just, uh, like, I'm always in charge of like driving the van and picking the dudes up and organizing the weekends and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Chris is, I mean, Kurt's just there to fucking drink beers and take photos. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dual it's like a partnership do you uh uh i mean you probably don't know this but uh i i met kurt a long time ago and uh we i met him in the emergency room because we both broke our arms on the same day oh that's funny yeah I mean, that could be any day for Kurt. Broken <laughs> same here i've broken my hands like fucking three times each it's crazy but yeah, they were like, "Oh, that dude broke his arm skating too." And then it was like, "Oh, you, hey, you're Curry, you know this guy, this guy." And now we're like, "Our fucking know each other." It's funny. Yeah, but, Wait, how long ago was that? Because if that was right when Kurt like started uh, as like a team manager at Zero or whatever, he was supposed to go on the uh, fucking trip the next day. It was like his first trip as a team manager, and on the first <laughs> day of the trip, he broke his other hand. Oh my god! So no, drive the fucking van the whole trip, and on the first day he had a cast on one hand and then broke his other hand and was like driving with his elbows for the fucking whole trip. He couldn't do it. <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ! No, this is a long time ago, like fucking man, ten years ago or something. Like he, uh, he okay. broke it like skating city college or something, trying yeah, right. on like that rail or hubba, and I broke mine like. Fucking, I don't know, hitting a pebble or something. <laughs> dude, I fell today. I literally, like, blew out my hip today. Had to stop skating because I, like, fell off a curb at a skate park, like, just out of nowhere. Like, I thought I was going to ride down this little bank, and I my board just stopped, and I flew straight to my hip. Like, shit just happens to me. I don't know. I, I've definitely done, like, stupid. that same shit, though. Where you're like at yeah. the skate park sometimes and you're just pushing through like maybe it's a new skate park and you don't realize there's a Euro gap or something there. Yeah. And then yeah. you're just like laying on the ground at the bottom of a bank like what the fuck just happened and why am I hurting already? Yeah. yeah. I was like <laughs> feeling good too. Dude, I I literally set up a Zero board today because we I uh, like we talked to Adam and I got me hyped and I was like yeah, if I do get a Zero board like I need a board so like, and like set up a Zero board and like got new wheels and everything and I was like feeling pretty good and then I just fell out of nowhere. But I was telling <laughs> I died, dude. Maybe the zero board rejected me. Maybe that was <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take them slams. Dude. <laughs> uh I also set up some Spitfires that were like a little bit bigger than I wanted. Like they were like the shop didn't have like 54s or 53s, so I set up 55s, and it's weird, you know, like that one little size change, like throws you off. I yeah. fucking hate that. But I ride 56s, yeah. so I don't know. I'd Do you really? Small. Yeah. Damn. What, what shape wheels like you ride? Wide ones. The wide ones? Conical I don't want... Okay. I don't under... I can't... I've been skating for fucking... Well, I don't know, whatever, half my life, and I I don't understand uh, wheel shapes still. Like like the flat-sided ones or the combed ones or the conical I mean, and conical folds. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the like, difference what you, is. What do you want to do? Uh, I mean, 
Yeah. I don't know. If, I only know yeah. the names because I have to fucking order them. And, like, I don't get to go into a skate shop and just look at them and pick them out. So it's like I had to learn that shit, like learn which names are which <laughs> so I could actually order wheels that I like. The tentacle falls yeah. are the super wide spurs. Oh, word. Well, they're working for you in those rails and shit. Yeah, but my board doesn't flip as much anymore. I don't because I'm fucking 33 years old now or because I ride 56 fucking four conical wheels <laughs> and an you know, eight and a half board, not like... slim everything down so I can flip my board some more. Yeah. yeah. Ah, you uh, you tried flip that gap first try in that line not too long ago though. It still it works for you on certain occasions. I, I mean, tree flips are like that. Trick's like there's there's like a button on your board and you put your foot in the right place and the tree flip's gonna work like 100 percent of the time. You know, it's not like yeah. a kick flip. Kick flips, I'm like they're all over the fucking place. Some days I feel like I can <laughs> kick flip anything, and then some days I feel like if there's a million dollars to get up a curb, they wouldn't work. So. <laughs> I don't know. Tray flip though. That's that one. Will, that one hopefully will work for a fucking long time still. Do you yeah. do you get a lot of wheel bite? Because like that's what I happens to me with bigger wheels. Is I just get straight yeah, wheel I bite. Ride, I ride really tight trucks. Oh yeah. Yeah, I have my shit cranked the fuck up. I, I mean, wheel bite is a thing, and like I'm I'm like a, not a heavy heavy dude, but I'm like what am I 170 something pounds. So, mm-hmm. I mean, front 56s, and I've got the wide truck, so I, that shit definitely wheel bites pretty easy if I ride looser stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty big dude, so I wheel bite pretty easily too. That's a part of me was thinking when I felt trucks. Yeah, yeah, I should like it. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's always like fucking loose trucks, man. Like I like to be surfy, and like it's like yeah, you can still surf on tight trucks when you're a fat cunt. Like I'm fat as fuck. I also hate speed wobbles too. Like that's what's the yeah, scary no one thing about speed wobbles. trucks. Yeah, it's like speed wobbles are super sick when you watch someone else get them. But then, like, when it's you on the board, you're like, you're like, oh my god, I'm dead. You're like, no, 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 fucking speed wobbles. Yeah, you're like, skid speed wobbles riding down like a fucking driveway, and you're like, oh, god damn, scare the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes I'll jump on other people's boards, and I'll, like Kurt rides really loose trucks, and like just pushing along and trying to do a fucking kickflip or something, and I feel like I'm gonna fall off just because I'm like, there's no no control. Like I kind of just sit and set up my feet on anything. <laughs> uh, I'm down for the tight trucks. Fuck it, I don't even care. Yeah, uh, I'm that'd be that'd be that'd be like a funny little spoof, like on Sunders, like to do because you know how they do those commercials where it's like no control, but then you just do one like literally, like no, I have no control, like I can't, I can't ride this board. Dude. These trucks are too tight. <laughs> <on those. laughs> Out of control. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rubes, you got a, a question you wanted to ask? Yeah, I was just going to ask, I mean, because you were kind of going over, like, what the demeanor has been like here, just skating with homies, but, like, have you reached out to anybody back home in Australia and, like, seen kind of how they're dealing with this during, during this period? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm in, like, a, I mean, I think everyone has, like, group texts with, like, all their tight homies and stuff, and, like, I've got, like, group text going with all my friends back in Oz. And, um, I, like, back in Australia, they took it, like, super seriously, like, as soon as this shit started. 
and they locked down everything and they locked down all the states and they closed all the airports and like everything was shut off. And now I think Australia is down to getting like one or two new cases a day in the whole country. Wow. So, I mean, no one over there that I know like got it really. No one like really knew anyone that died from it over there. And then like here, just in like LA alone, we're getting like 25,000 cases a day still. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know, like Australia had heard about it and fucking cut it off quick. And then like here we're still suffering. So as much as like everyone was like, man, this sucks. Like not getting to fucking, I don't know, go to the movies or whatever the fuck it was or not getting to go to the beach. Like, I don't know, they're, they're about to be like back and good and like everything's fine again. Damn. Yeah, we. Yeah. It seems like that's kind of the case uh, a lot of places in the world because we were talk, We talked to Marius uh, Savannah a few weeks ago, and he's in Finland, and he was like, "Yeah, it's like already over here. Like we're chilling. I'm at a party right now. <laughs> like we're like, oh shit. So like, yeah, Americans are just dumb. We fucking don't believe anything we hear, and we fucking <laughs> <laughs> just don't do what we're told. How many? The crazy shit is how many, like, conspiracy theory videos there are out. Like, what? Like, saying, like, the shit isn't real and, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, either way, if it's real or not, why don't you just do what they're saying for, like, the time being? And then, like, if shit gets better, who cares? Like, we're back. We're free. We're good. But, like, no one, I don't know, no one wants to listen to it. And there's fucking, like, marches to, like, open places. And the crazy shit with that is, too, like, everyone's like, I want my hair cut. But they're like just demanding people to work for them. It's not like, like no one's out there protesting and going like, I want to go back to my minimum wage job. Like everyone <laughs> wants those minimum wage people to go back to work for them. You know, it's like yeah. a real weird selfish thing that they're reaching for and demanding. Yeah. And the act of doing it is selfish in itself. Cause oh, yeah, it's insane. fucking gathering in a group. Yeah. It's mind blowing. But we fucking, have a fucking literal orange as our president, so it's the same people. Yeah. It's like fucking doesn't. It's, it's you know, the whole thing, dude. Yeah, it is weird. I saw on Instagram because you you're always doing those uh, like ask questions things, and somebody was like, "I'm thinking about moving to Australia or or the United States or other some way yeah. or the other," and you were like, "Fucking." Don't move to the states. Like just, just move to Australia. It's way fucking better. And yeah, I was like, Australia that's, for sure. That's funny. Like, would like I don't know. I I'm assuming like you're here because you escaped for this company and you work for them pretty much. And like your career, like when you came up, you probably felt like you had to be here or something. Was that was that the case of how you ended up in the states? Well, yeah, I mean, there's, the industry in Australia is like, you know, one-tenth of the size that it's here, you know. I In Australia, I'd gone as far as I could go, you know. I've, I've had like 12 magazine covers in Australia, one Australia quarter of the year. I had all the sponsors and I was getting paid and like there's just nowhere else to go once I was there. So I came here and it all like starts again, you know. It's like hitting a reset button. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but at least here there's like, a lot further you can go, you know, with the companies, like, you can actually jump through and you can actually go on, like, tours and go on trips and you can be a part of, like, proper videos and big projects and things, so, 
I moved here for that. And that was kind of before the age of social media really, like, took off, you know? Like, now you can be a fucking, like, big-name pro skateboarder and never have left your hometown in the middle of Europe, you know? So, yeah, it's weird the way things went, but, I mean, I, I moved here because that was kind of the blueprint for, like, becoming a pro skateboarder from Australia at the time. And, like... I mean, I've got a whole life here now, you know, it's like I've got, I've got my dog here, I've got so many good friends here, and then I'm, like, so tightly, like, in with zero, and, like, I, I pretty much fucking have a job there more than, like, you know, it's beyond just riding for the team now. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm here, but at the end of the day, like, once, like, the skate, like, being paid as a pro skater is over, I'm not fucking staying here, there's not a chance in hell. <laughs> yeah, it seems like uh like it's only like that's a very recent change that like you could be a, a top name pro skateboarder anywhere in the world like that's only out of like the last 5 years or or so maybe. Yeah, like, for sure. But like who's like cuz yeah, you got like European teams and Australian teams and stuff. But, like, then you got, like, the international teams. So, like, I guess on the only Australian that I could, that really comes to mind that maybe still lives there that is, like, still, like, like big in the magazines and everything is, like, Jackson Pills, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, but it's, even it's Jackson, not a like, lot. Well, I mean, Chima lives back there, too, now. Oh, Chima? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, he lived here for a long time, right? He, yeah, he was here living in the States for years, too. But um, once he, like, got those Vans pro shoes, he <laughs> took that fucking million dollars that came with it and just bought himself some houses and moved back to Australia. He was like, all right, fuck this, I got the money. And now he just gets to, like, you know, he just kills it super hard when he has to and then just, cru- like, cruises the rest of the time, which is awesome. You know, I'm so fucking stoked for him that he gets to do it that way. But I mean, if yeah, I left here, I don't know if I'd still make enough money to, you know, pay my life, pay for my life, like living back in Australia. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm staying here for now. I'm staying here while it's, uh, while it's working for me because I don't want really, to, like, have to work a real job. <laughs> yeah. Are you, um, do you, we were talking to Adam and he said that he, uh, like works for zero two and like sales. Do you actually, you said you were doing some team manager stuff. Are you like, do you have a role at zero that's more than just like team rider? Um, I don't like not, not on, not officially on paper or yeah. anything like that. But I mean, as, as far as like, like every weekend it's, it's me. It's like organizing like, Hey, like, we're going to meet up at this time. Like, have you got spots? Have you got stuff you want to do? Like, I'll get the film and I'll call someone to shoot photos if Kurt's not available. Like, I, I do all of that type of stuff that, you know, traditionally the team manager probably would do. But it's not that Kurt, like, slips on doing it. It's just, like, I'm a super motivated person and I, I am, like, down for the hard work that comes with being a pro skater. So it's, like, I just jumped on that grenade and kind of took over it. And then, I mean, I'm also, like, heavily involved with being in there with talking about, like, graphics or new ideas for videos or, you know, all that sort of thing. Like, I'm 
like I'm I'm there, you know, I'm so close to the office and I'm in there nearly every day when before I go skating I'll go hang out at the office for a little bit and see if anything's going on. So That's I just good. kind of inserted myself into it and uh don't get paid for any of the work that I do. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're like a team captain kind of yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, kind of that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I well people uh people probably don't realize that like zero I mean it's been through so many iterations but it's like a very small operation now and it probably seems way bigger to people that don't know about it. Um but there's only like five it's only ran by like what five people or something. Yeah, something like that. We've got like Michael Dean on like international sales who lives over on the East Coast, and then we've got Kurt Adam, who were like sales and team manager, and then Ben in the art department, and then Jamie, oh, and then Nolan, who's like Jamie's assistant, yes man type guy. I don't know really what Nolan's doing. He's <laughs> <laughs> there. So it's like six, six people. He reports to the chief. Yeah, I don't know. I think he just. I think he does a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy to think about, like, one of the longest-running companies. Like, this legacy brand is just ran by six people. It's wild. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Like, when I first uh, started riding for Zero, Black Box had maybe 100 employees. I thought maybe more. So, I think yeah. about it being down to six is pretty wild. Yeah, I remember, uh, like, Kurt would get us into that park that they had at their warehouse and it was like, well, this place is like companies larger mm-hmm. than life. <laughs> yeah. I used to live at the park for a while and it was like fucking epic. It was uh, so sick. Uh, yeah. In the bunk beds. Skating <laughs> the park all day. Yeah, in the bunk beds and then just going into the fucking, into the warehouse. It's like, new shoes, need new fucking boards, new wheel, anything you want, just grab it all. And then when Black Box had Insight there as well and I wrote for Insight, it was just like, Clothes every day, boards every day, fucking shit. <laughs> fucking living like a king. No one's going to anyone, but fucking living like a king. <laughs> no rent or nothing. That's dope. Yeah, no. yeah. Was so who, was, who was one of your favorite people to bunk with at that time? Or, like, who was staying with you pretty frequently at that period? Um, When I first came out, like, the first people that I shared a room with were Jamie Tansoni and Marissa. Yeah, so it was just a heavy room of Yeah, uh, I mean, that was like the strange world days. And we're all trying to, like, get on the team and, like, prove that we were supposed to be there kind of thing. And, like, I don't know. It, it was pretty fucked when I first got there because, like, I was, like, the ultimate new dude, obviously. Like, no one knew who the fuck I was. No one really wanted to give me a chance. It's like, I go and sit in the team room, which is like where the team managers for all the brand fucking sit. And there's like a television and a DVD player in there, and I just sit in there and watch skate videos and like just be waiting to see if anyone went skating for the day. And then I'd have to be like, "Can I come skate too?" Because like no one knew me, no one really wanted to skate with me. It's like I remember one night uh, James Hardy was going to go film a trick with Ian Berry, who's the old fallen team manager. And they, uh-huh. like, had this rail that they planned to go skate, and Hardy wanted to go do some trick. And um, I was just, like, sitting around all day, just like, fuck, I want to go skate. I got nothing to do. And, like, 
at the time too, like I didn't have a driver's license. I had no money. I couldn't hire a car. I couldn't go anywhere. So I was just stuck in the fucking bunk rooms or whatever doing nothing. And um, they were leaving to go skate at like fucking 8 o'clock at night or 9 o'clock at night. And I was like, fuck, can I come? And I was just like, no. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 All right, right, right. <laughs> um, that night, I guess Hardy went and did the Switch Pop show at Nose Grind down that uh, Zion Rail out in Fallbrook. I think it was oh, really harder in his real pass right. But like, I don't know, the heavy fucking move. And I was like, if I, if I was there and saw that, I would have lost my fucking mind. That was so gnarly. But, um, <laughs> it was pretty hard to get in on the sessions when I was a kid. Like when I was first here and like no one wanted to have it, you know, have it give, give me a chance. And How then, old um, were you when you moved in there? Um, I would have been 19, I think. So you're like, I mean, it's kind of like a late yeah. start, you know, to be the flow yeah. guy for a company. 19 is pretty... Pretty now, like, I didn't go play until I was 26, which is, like, considered, like, an older pro, or was at the time, for sure. There's, like, a lot yeah. of dudes coming up kind of now that are, like, in their mid to late 20s that are, like, still am, and it's, like, I don't know, skateboarding's in a different place now, you know, people, people like relatable skating a lot, so when they mm-hmm. see, like, a dude in their, like, late 20s that's not necessarily doing super gnarly stuff, they're, like, I can fucking relate to that, like, I love that skating, and those dudes are the dudes that are, like, coming up and going pro still now. Which but, is, yeah. I don't know, I think it's, I think it's kind of strange because I'm like, if you can like super relate to someone skating, then why aren't you the one that's pro? Like if, if you're <laughs> skating on the same level as these people, why do they get to be at this elevated status in skateboarding? I always yeah. thought like, I don't know, pro skateboarders are the elite. They're the ones that are like doing the new stuff or like pushing the boundaries or like pushing skateboarding in a new direction, like whatever direction that is. And it's just weird that the direction now is, it sounds like controversial to say, but it's like pushing skateboarding towards mediocrity. And yeah. like, yeah, I mean, everyone is like hyped on it. That's like the new direction that it's going. It's like, let's all, like it got now, let's all bring it back down to where we can. But I almost feel like it's like a selfish thing. Everyone is yeah. like, uh-huh. I don't know, they, they don't want to hold skateboarding on this like pedestal anymore of like, look how fucking extreme it can get or look how like difficult it can get everyone's like I want it to be more like how I can skate so like they're bringing everything back down and it's like if you grind a 20 set you're fucking lame but if you I don't know slappy a curve then you're the fucking shit and it's like (laughs) as much as I love doing slappies and that shit is fun and like being good at them is rad it's like I still want to see fucking people pushing it I still want to see like where this can go yeah, but, um, is that is that what drives you to like skate big rails and shit? Because you're like sure. pro and you're yeah. Like I, I if the day that I can't skate like that, like I don't want to be fucking sponsored. I don't want people to like, I don't know, be like a, like a pity sponsorship or something. You know, like I don't, yeah. I don't, I just I just feel like if if you're not doing something like really doing something for skateboarding, then there's no reason you should be getting any benefits from the industry, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, then you got then you got dudes like Gabbers who just turned pro and like is relatively older for skate age, and he's like pushing the boundaries. He's like 26. Pushing... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you just said 26 was old for turning pro. 
Yeah, that's the last time for that was fucking seven years yeah. ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, the times have changed, man. <laughs> twenty-seven, twenty-seven is young, but for a skater turning pro, I feel like that it's it's kind of older. Um, yeah, because like I mean, a lot of the a lot of these people that are turning pro are like coming out, like out of high school or like you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think know. there's like a bunch of different levels in there. there and it depends on it depends on who's like who they're riding for and stuff. I think the ones that are like out of high school and turning pro are just like the Nike contest circuit kids kind of almost like you're not Yeah. It's like it's like a different sub genre of skateboarding almost, you know? It's like mm-hmm. the core skateboarders now that aren't in the contest, they're they're definitely the older dudes still. Uh the uh that did you see that Jamal Smith video when he turned pro and he's skating around the park talking and he's like, you know what the best thing about turning pro at 30 is? I've only got three years to get a job at a major shoe company. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. But that is funny. I always, I always yeah. yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> but, but like, yeah, back, I mean, like, like, I mean, I'm, I'm 26, so I'm not the, I'm like relatively that age or whatever, but like, like 10 years ago, I could still turn pro. I'm gonna, this this is my year, man. (laughs) It is, it is. Uh, I think was uh, 26 or 27 when he went pro. Uh, Jake Hayes was 26 when he went pro, so this is your year. I'll just uh, do what everybody else is doing nowadays and turn myself pro. That seems to be. I mean, that's kind of the best way out. There's a fucking yeah. lot of people that do that. I got to start my own board company. So, uh, yeah. shieldless uh, pro boards by the end of the year. Me and Ruben coming out. No, dude, I'm, I'm gonna start my own board, man. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Ruben, can I can I give you my pro board so that you can surprise me with it? Yeah. And uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm starting my own board company to tell me pro, but I want to be really shocked in the fucking I, really I wanna do the graphic though. So do your own uh, Sounds good, dude. We'll we'll, we'll make it happen. Um, yeah. uh, but like I, ten I, years ago, Manam was like a, a derogatory term. Like that was like a yeah, like was a weird faux pas. And now it's like everybody's Manam. Like unless you're unless you're like those kids turning pro out of high school, like you're a Manam. Yeah, it's like, like there's no like middle ground anymore. It's like you're either no. the young upstart pro or you're the old pro. That's it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, weird. What were you gonna say? Ruben's on his way to be an old pro. <laughs> yeah, <he is. laughs> we'll see, man. Who knows? I'm trying. You we'll could, see. But you should be pro for just something that's like not even like I, I don't know. Like have anything you pro for fuck this video. Like <laughs> the first, <laughs> the first just dude to be pro for like a homie video. Yeah. Yeah, like, what do you miss? We don't miss nothing, anything. I don't, nothing to promote. Yeah, I don't yeah. have a signature or anything. Like, yeah. I have a signature video part coming out in the next, <laughs> next fuck this video. 
Yeah. <laughs> Word on the street is I'm pro, dude. That's that's all you need to know. That's it gets around, well, you know. <laughs> oh, even dope though, like underground pro. Well, yeah. <laughs> what about pros now that like when they're like that are like starting YouTube channels and like like I just found out that Jaws has a YouTube channel and he's like I'm gonna go nolly flip this eight stair today because I'm not so good at nolly flips. And like it has like thirty thousand um, views, and it's like, oh well, that's an option too. Like, you know, that's pro. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's uh, and... respectable that a dude went pro legitimately, and then picked up the YouTube thing to like make ends meet. Yeah, I think uh, the dude Me that too. you've never heard of that never made it in any like like the real skate scene and just went fuck this, and they went and started a YouTube channel. That's yeah. like. It's like another subculture of skateboarding. It's like it's like longboarding or like pedalboarding mm-hmm. or something like that. And then there's YouTube boarding. It's like its own yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's yeah. not necessarily it's like true. a bad thing. It's just not not our thing. I think it'd be really funny if somebody just took it out and added in Thrasher for their YouTube channel. Like, <laughs> don't go, even bring that subscribe. up. Oh, man, dude. not bring that up. That's a 100% thing that... Actually, they wouldn't. They're already getting, like, a fucking million views. Like, what, why would you bother yeah. spending money to have an Adam Trash head? Like, just for a couple hundred more fucking... The comedy of it. Like, like you yeah. know, like, not like Jaws, but, like, somebody who's never, you know, like, like, uh, like Chris Chan or, or some like, you know, somebody who's, like, never really been covered by a major magazine is just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to get my own like, ad in yeah, that'd be go follow cool. my personal that, YouTube channel. I think that'd be <laughs> hilarious. I mean, that's his brand, that's how he makes his money, why yeah. not advertise it in different places, <laughs> even though you're like, you're making money in the digital world and then you, it'd almost be like a regression to go back to print to advertise your digital uh, brand. That's true. Yeah. Oh, but, um, he could take out a banner on their website. <laughs> you know, that, that would be genius. Because then there'd be so many one. people that would just be like, oh, I'll fucking click on that. What is that? Like, it's more work to go from, like, you know, seeing it in the magazine and then remembering and then going and typing it in somewhere. And then, like, it's too much yeah, work that way. True. But, like, if you had a pop up banner on the website, that's kind of genius. <laughs> That'd be yeah. hilarious. Like, like I wonder if Thrasher <laughs> turns stuff down. Like, like if it's oh, they just if you're willing to pay for it. Yeah, I'm That's sure there's like whack ass yeah. companies, but I think it'd be funny as hell. But yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, I have I'm a, sure they. Go ahead. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I'm sure they go for it and just like put whatever the fuck they want in the magazine just for a laugh. Like you might get like a random hair fucking product or something. But yeah. there's definitely brands that have hit them up and been like, hey, can we advertise? And they're just like, fuck, no. <laughs> yeah. Like fucking like Louis Vuitton or something. I don't know. They might do that. I don't know. Louis Vuitton got too much money. I don't think they tell <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's some fucking random bullshit out there that's hit them up and it's like, we are the last surviving print skateboard magazine in the United States that, like, actually does yeah. something, so we have the ability to turn advertising down. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I Speaking of ads, um, and I don't want to give them too much credit because I already mentioned them, but, dude, Palace's ads and Thrasher, like, they must have a ton of money because they, are, like, have a sheet of rolling papers, and their ads are, like, 
three pages deep. It's fucking funny. Yeah, I saw, like, the last one was, like, they had, like, a pro spotlight, and it looked like a Transworld pro spotlight, but it was, like, an ad for a palace rider. I was like, this is fucking hilarious, dude. Like, yeah, these guys are that, like, I, fucking with us. Those dudes, like, I understand, like, the humor that they're going for, but you mm-hmm. can't get much lower than kicking a company down that doesn't exist while they're down. Yeah, that's true. It's like they're having a dig at, like, their last one, they were, like, having a dig at Habitat or Workshop or yeah. something, too. Like, yeah. Like, that is one of, like, my old, like, say, like, they're legendary companies. Like, that shit meant everything to me as a kid. And now you think, like, who the fuck are you to come on here and, like, try to make fun of this company? Like, oh, wow, <laughs> Palace is the hot shit for fucking 2019? Like, fuck you guys. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't yeah. down for that. And the same <laughs> yeah, with, like, the trans- kind of like, like, Transworld Magazine meant fucking everything to me as a kid, too. I used to buy those. They were fucking thick as a Bible, you know? They used to be, like, I remember buying the one that had Apple Yard heel flipping over the fence off the bump on the cover, mm-hmm. and I was like... I'd read through that shit every fucking day. And then, like, my first photo in a magazine in America was at Transworld Checkout. And, like, they gave me, like, a real chance to start over here in the States. That was when I still lived in Australia. And then, I don't know, seeing, like, Palace thinking that they have a right to, like, make fun of this company or these people or, I don't know, this thing that's done so much for skateboarding. Like, what has Palace done for skateboarding? Yeah. Yeah, well, like, yeah. the the workshop thing I, and, like, Habitat, I I thought that was kind of harsh, too. But, like, the Transworld thing, I, I didn't I didn't think of it like that. Um, like, like how you said, like, taking a dig at Transworld. I thought of it more as, like, fucking with Thrasher uh, sort of thing. Like, oh, here's this, like, funny oh, little thing from, like, this other magazine. But, yeah, yeah, but it could be a dig at Transworld, too, because they're not around. Yeah, I, I just but, saw it and like, I thought of that as their last one where they were taking a dig at another company, and I can't. Yeah. I just was like, like oh, that's like, it's a struggling company. This is another struggling company. Yeah. I don't know, like, what, what, can you guys name a Palace video? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so then, like, photosynthesis, anthology, like, inhabitants, like, all these fucking amazing videos from Habitat, and then think about the legacy of Transworld videos, like, you don't remove them, like, fucking Fat Unseen and In Bloom and, like, Modus Operandi, and I, like, and then, like, Palace, what have you done for us? What have you got? Where's your contribution? <laughs> if you were dead yeah. tomorrow, if your company died tomorrow, what are people going to remember? Yeah. The triangle there, logo? Sick. <laughs> There's, like, <laughs> this, like, tier, like, small tier of, of skateboarding uh, that are, like, that's, like, the cool guys of skateboarding, like, and it's, like, Palace and fucking awesome and Supreme, and it's, like, oh, we're we're just, like, too cool, and, like, whatever we do is, like, fucking great and awesome and artsy and progressive, but, and everything else is, like, stupid and, I don't know. That's how it feels, at least, to me. And I'm, like, not in the industry, and it's, like, uh Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, like, just the vibe of, like, where skateboarding is. Like, you know, it follows, like, these hip-hop trends at the moment. In hip-hop, it's, like, cool to have, like, this arrogant air about you. And, like, I get it. I get that that's what, like, sells and that's what's popular and all that sort of thing. But, like, you mentioned FA and hockey and stuff. Like, they're doing that without tearing down other companies. And yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like, you do your thing, like, 
that's if that's the way your company is, like do do you? But why do you have to go and try and shit on like Habitat or Little Shelf or? Trip? I don't know. Dill does talk a lot of shit, though. <laughs> like on other yeah, companies. Yeah, but no. he is the brand kind of like, like yeah. not all of it, but like he's associated with it. It's his thing. But he's funny as fuck. So like I don't know. It's always humor in it. But he he did he had like he was on this like nine club this week and he had this part where he was mimicking the way Rodney Mullen talks and it was actually fucking hilarious. But I was mm-hmm. like. <laughs> I was like, oof, that's like, that's a tough line because everybody, you know, everybody has a lot of respect for that. Yeah. But yeah, you, but you have a point. He does have a, he a does funny, so funny way of, yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, speaking of like skateboarding has this, uh, I don't know. I hate, I keep saying like skateboarding has this thing. Like I'm an all things skateboarding, like <laughs> person, but it's just the way I feel about skateboarding and I'm not like, like in it really but uh everybody says how like accepting skateboarding is and like how mm-hmm. anybody can do it like gay lesbian or and like black white green purple whatever and it's but it's like that's not really like true though like skaters hate on a lot of shit and like mm-hmm. i was just listening to like an ed templeton interview where like he posted a a photo of two guys kissing at a pride parade and all these skaters were like oh what the fuck is this oh well like you know and it's like as it is like anybody can do it but the culture itself is not like totally accepting of everybody it, it's kind of yeah in a way but yeah i mean you gotta we like to think, think that it's like better it. than it is you got to think of it too, like skateboarding, especially now, is like one of the most popular like sports in the world. Like there are fucking millions and millions and millions of us. So the bigger that group gets, the more fucking assholes we get, and the more fucking <laughs> shitty people we get. So like, I Chad. skateboarding as a whole is like growing, and there are more people coming into it. That brings terrible people as well as like amazing individual people you know so it's like the bigger skateboarding gets the more good you're gonna have and the more bad you're gonna have and it's just it's just how it's gonna be just because that's how fucking people are like people are terrible and <laughs> people are awesome and you're gonna get both of them but um yeah. i mean I, I was lucky like i i've never really dealt with like i mean obviously i'm a straight white male it's like the easiest fucking person i fit in everywhere you know that's like yeah, uh, it's I don't know. It just it is what it is. And like when I picked up a skateboard, it was like people were down to help me. It's like w- people wanted to give me like their secondhand stuff, and people wanted to give me magazines, and people wanted to give me videos to look at. When I'm like fucking this little tiny kid, you know, like oh cool, yeah, you can skate with us, like whatever. But um, I mean, obviously things probably would have been different if I was like I don't know a gay seven year old. I don't, I, I probably would have got <laughs> yeah, you know, all sorts who knows. Yeah. 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 Yeah, What do you think think, over there? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, just to like go back into what everybody was talking about earlier, like, yeah, I think it's it's just that it's at a weird point in skating right now where it's like things are progressive in the sense that like there's just the 
the overflow of companies, like it's so oversaturated and there's, there's a lot of room now for a lot of different brands to stand on their own and do their own thing, which is great because it's like, you know, oh, people are being more accepting of this. But at the same time, like it is also like being more closed minded and like still presenting like their own elites, like from these different like subsets within skateboarding, if that makes sense. Like I think about that all the time. Yeah. No, I agree, but I, I, it's like, like I was saying, like the more it grows, the more assholes you get and the more good people you get. It's just hopefully it's going to get to a tipping point where the assholes start to get tipped out a little bit more. But I don't know, it's going to take a while and it's going to take a lot more um, accepting people, I think, in the industry and yeah. like just in skateboarding in general. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's not not all that this but like one thing that uh okay so like i'll say this <laughs> too like you said like i'm a straight white male i i totally acknowledge that but um so i don't know everybody's situation but like in um in like that skate kitchen movie and in this new hbo show betty's and there's like that rad group of girls who skate and they're like making these shows and stuff and it's all about how like people are dicks to them at the skate park and stuff. And it's like, or it's not all about that, but that's a part of the thing. And I'm like, dude, that sucks. Like I've never, I've personally never seen that happen. Like a group of girls show up to a skate park and like the dudes are like, no, you can't skate here today or something like, like I've never witnessed that. And then I'm like, does that really fucking happen? Like that's so fucked up. Um, I don't know. This I, I, like I think, think that, that we're not definitely, definitely, definitely happens. Yeah, that's so crazy to me. I I think that like that that's even. You got to think like how many times have you been in a skate park when a group of girls have rocked up to try to skate, and the amount yeah. of times is you know like what ten times in your entire life that you've like been in a skate park when a group of girls have showed up. Yeah. But then you got to think that's there every single day. Every day, they are, like, yeah. Girls showing up. So while maybe not every day they'll have, like, some dudes making them feel fucking terrible and trying to tell them to get out, like, you know, one in five days, some dude might say some dumb shit. Like, just because you haven't been <laughs> yeah. there on that one day, like, doesn't mean it's not well, happening. Well, yeah. And then you're like, the TV show and the movie and stuff, like, you have to, you have to, you know, really dramatize it. Up the, the dream. Yeah, exactly. Like, it. All it would take is for one dude to say one fucking shitty comment that's going to ruin the girl's day, you know? It's like, it doesn't need to be a dude, like, standing there like, get the fuck out of here, you can't skate. <laughs> you know, and, like, it could just be, like, a dude skating past and mumble some dumb shit under his breath. And it's like, as, like, a girl who's already, like, pretty intimidated being there, like, feeling like, you know, girls aren't supposed to skate or whatever, you know, the fucking, the stigma is with girls skating, you know? Like, they're already feeling that. So just to have, like, one dude cruise past and, like, you know, even just, like, laugh or, like, you know, something under his breath or whatever, like, it's going to feel like your whole world's fucking crushed right there. So I think that's kind of more what they're uh, obviously trying to portray in the the movies and stuff and in the videos. But, like, it it fully happens 100%. There's definitely people there, like, fucking ruining these girls' days, like, all the time still, like, right now. Yeah. Yeah, now that... You say that, I'm, like, thinking of, like, dudes that I know from skate parks who are, like, just ignorant, stupid people that would 
definitely like do that. So yeah, yeah. It, that sucks. Like I just it put it in perspective for me, where I was like, "Fuck, dude, that's terrible." Like, yeah. In my mind, like I, I mean, we all only know our own personal experience. So like, I'm like, whenever I, I would be like, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah, that's rad." Like, awesome. I we grew up with a girl in our skate group, and it was rad, and we joked to her, and it sucks that people have to go through that, and it's probably even worse with like you know, transgender skaters and all that. That's, yeah, that's another sure. thing. Is like you were seeing more trans um, people in skateboarding. And, like, you see, I, I was looking at the comments on one of them that uh, Thrasher posted, and I was like, dude, there's so many, like, either people just trolling to get a rise out of people or just, like, ignorant fucking people that, like, I don't yeah. understand it, dude. And they're supposed to be skaters, like. But yeah, it's man, really fucked up. Like, no, like people can't just like appreciate the skating. You know what the crazy thing is too? Like, the people can't understand that. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I follow a lot of like girl skaters or whatever, and like I'm always commenting when they do something like fucking sick or like some fire emojis, and it's like, you know, just trying to be like supportive of it. And, like, a girl uh-huh. might post a photo, like, a video of a kickflip down a three-stand, and I'll post, like, good work or something, and then someone will comment some shit, like, why the fuck is this good? Like, it's only a three-stand, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, uh, yeah, but this girl kickflipping this three-stand and seeing, you know, support from the rest of skateboarding tells every other fucking girl that has a skateboard that, like, there's people there that are willing to support you, like, at the smallest or biggest level, like there's always going to be someone that's going to, like, have your back in it. So, you know, like, measuring what this girl is doing against, like, what Nigel Houston did last week is fucking ridiculous. Like, it is so dumb. It's like you you can support and be hyped for someone at any level of skateboarding. It's like I have friends that are, like, you know, fucking in their mid-30s that have skated their entire life that can, like, barely kick up the crease there. And if they do it, I'm still like, fuck, yeah, that was sick. And it's not like... You know, I'm comparing him to every other guy or comparing him to Nigel Houston. You can still be fucking hyped for someone that's doing their best and trying something and, like, yeah, I don't know, all these people that can't understand where the hype is behind, like, a girl kicks something at three stair. I'm just like, you guys are fucking so goddamn lost. Yeah, it's like yeah. a personal battle. Like, like if me and Ruben go out skating, like, there's obviously, there's, like, a, a big difference in, like, capability and it's, like, I'm just as hyped for Ruben if he is fucking get to trick down a 12 stair as he is for me if I kick flip a three stair or whatever because he knows that I don't yeah. do flip tricks off of things very often and like it's it's because you know that person like oh that's like they're pushing themselves fucking that's great yeah. with anything skateboarding fucking academics anything anybody pushing themselves to do anything better is fucking dope yeah fully unless it's like, and then like, like that. I don't know, and then like the girls in skateboarding too, it's like it's it's bigger than just the one girl doing the kickflip, you know? It's like that one girl is just like another little inspiration to like, you know, 50 other little girls that might follow her on Instagram. It's like, you know, you, you just got to show the support because that supporting that one person supports like a fucking shitload more people than what you realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. what do you think? 
Well, yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, it's important to like show solidarity and just like help people like build that confidence. Like obviously there's platforms for people to like post more things now and put themselves out there. And like, you know, maybe, maybe that's just like a goal that somebody has that's really difficult too. like to be like, Oh, like, I don't know. I battled for this kickflip and like, I know it's not as good as like doing it down something bigger, but I feel like I accomplished something and I want to put this up and like, to have people not be supportive of it and to like shit all over it. Like, I just think is ridiculous, you know, like, like you, you, yeah, it is, you know, it's like, you have to like, isn't that, I don't know. That's just, it's just how it should be. It's, it's contradictory, you know? And unfortunately a lot of skateboarders like don't really like put their money where their mouth is when it comes to like supporting other skaters and being a homie. And like, that's, that's just how it should be, you know, like, it doesn't matter, like, your skill level, like, you should, if somebody worked hard for something, like, you should show your support, like, because you've battled for tricks, too, in different capacities and different contexts, and so, like, it's not fair to, like, you know, make somebody feel bad because they didn't do something that Nigel did or, you know, in any other ability, it's just, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, well, yeah, this conversation went way deeper than I thought we were going to go, but I appreciate it. I feel like I mean, we can talk about hard, hard, hard hitting. Like, <laughs> 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 this, I got a good dick question. If you if you if you're up for it, if you had to name your dick after one zero video, what would it be? After a zero video, fucking thrill of it all, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've not misled you. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a bit much. <laughs> Don't know. Really? I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Rude? New blood? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. I think I'd probably just go with Strange World. You know, it's like yeah. Is it weed? You don't want to know what Ruben does with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I do with it, dude. It's got a mind of its own, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What about you, Nick? Oh, dude, Cold War. <laughs> Cold War, geez. You're just fucking murdering souls of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's or is it Cold War? Because there's no action; it's just a dry spell, just entirely. Yeah, dude, no cash value, man. <laughs> no cash value, just free dick. Just give it that thing. <laughs> <laughs> they're all pretty good, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that's Jamie's theme, maybe. He's got a secret dick theme. He's just like, this will be good. No one will figure this out. <laughs> Damn it all. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, there's our dick talk for the day. <laughs> yeah, nice. Now we get deep again. again. Yeah. <laughs> now we can get deep again. Let's talk about our feelings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, hey, but for real, it is good to talk with your uh, friends about your feelings and how you do. Should always reach out to people. A hundred percent. We were, we just, uh, posted about that. It's, uh, Mental Health Awareness Month right now. So, um, oh, really? Yes, yeah, May. So check in with your friends and fucking make sure everybody's okay and 
if you need help, make sure to ask for it. Yeah. It's real important. I mean, that's always a good message to put out there, but it's, like, also, like, practice what you preach, I guess. Like, I'm I'm really bad at that type of thing. Like, I definitely have, like, my downtimes and, like, uh, go through, like, depressive periods and things, and I definitely am bad at, like, talking to people about a lot of things, but I'm also the first person to, like, say, like, hey, if anyone fucking has any problems or anything they want to talk about, like, I'm always good to, I'm always here to listen and, like, you know, offer advice if I can or if you want the advice or, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm actually, I should work on that, actually practicing what I preach because I'm fucking terrible at it. I mean, uh, I think everybody needs to work on it. Like, I, I say it all the time, too, and, like, we have this podcast and stuff, but then sometimes... I'm like, oh, fuck, I haven't talked to this dude in a while. Or it, it, it's easy to get caught up in your own shit. For sure. But uh, it's good that we, yeah. we put that in there. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, I I definitely, like, we all, like, fall victim to that where, you know, we're always, like, you can make yourself available and people can hit you up at any time, but then it's hard for you to, like, reach out when you're also struggling with things, too. But... But, I mean, it's good. I feel like, I mean, you do, like, with a lot of, like, you know, questions that you have that you, like, pose on your Insta stories and stuff, like, you definitely help a lot of people, you know, in just little ways. Like, you know, like, people can, like, ask whatever they want or, like, and it's a good, like, motivator, especially during, like, times like this when people, you know, are probably tripping and not able to do the things that they normally would be able to do, and it gives them a lot of time to think. So, it's definitely good to, like be reminded of that and check in. Yeah, what got you started yeah. doing the Instagram questions airs before them or um, trying to help people? Or? Yeah. I, I mean, one time I was just really bored and I put on there, like, uh, like send me a confessions and I I didn't realize how much of, like, how much of that, like, people would just use to, like, vent to me. And then uh-huh. once people, like, started, like, letting it out, I was like, holy shit, like, I don't know, like, maybe, like, the the distance between, like, me and the, who these people are, like, the, like we don't really know each other, but at the same time, I, did, I might be somebody that they, like, somewhat, like, looked up to, or, I don't know, whatever it is, but, um, yeah, I, I got, like, so many people just opening up with, like, all of this, like, all of their problems, and, like, even just thoughts, or, like, whatever, and I realized that, like, fuck, like, maybe... There's like something more. So like I try to continue to do it, and be as open and like willing to take that on as I can for everyone. But um, it's kind of like slowed down a little bit recently. Actually, I've noticed like I feel like a lot of people have got stuff off their chest. But um, I still randomly get messages from people and they they thank me for like being someone to talk to or whatever. And that that feels really good. You know, it's like. A, I never thought that, like, being a skateboarder or, like, doing what I do would be um, rewarding in that way, you know? Like, you always just think, like, Mm -hmm. just the skateboarding part of it, but then there's, like, little things like that that, like, really, I don't know, it feels feels cool to be able to, like, I don't know, be that for somebody that needed it. Is it hard to, um, like, I don't know, how many you get, but is it hard to, like, go through and respond to all of them? Um, yeah. I try to pick and choose, like, the ones that 
I feel like are going to be um, either the funniest because, like, obviously not all of them are very serious. So yeah. I'll pick the ones that I think are, like, either really funny or that I think are going to relate to a lot of people. And then also, like, there's some in there that are just, like, I don't know, really, like, personal or heavy or whatever, and I'll just message the person on the side and be, like, and try to talk to them rather than, like, posting it for the world to see or anything like that. Yeah. But, um, like, sometimes I'll get, you know, a thousand messages from that shit, and it's like, yeah. I'll try to reply to, like, 50 or 60 of them. So, that's probably, it can be, yeah, it can be pretty full on sometimes. That's yeah. crazy, man. Uh, <laughs> that's so loud. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm sure there's, like, some heavy ones where you're like, I'm not going to share this with the whole world, but I can talk to this person or whatever. And yeah. that person's like, dude, like, Dane Thurman gave me, like, my favorite skater gave me advice that, fucking really help me out or yeah, they'll uh, remember that like maybe the advice isn't good but it, it might be um, like just that little bit of like lift like a lift to get them through the next day or whatever you know whatever it is like I I, I don't see myself as being like this fucking amazing uh, you know day brightening fucking change culture <laughs> or anything but I guess so. <laughs> Some people just appreciate you know, getting a message, I guess. Like, uh, sure, it could just be anyone that wants to take time and listen to them. They, I don't know, they're going to be appreciative of it regardless. But, yeah, I don't know. I do, I do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, try, try our best. You got another question, Luke? Yeah, yeah I was just going to – I was going to bring it back um, – just because we were talking a lot about magazines earlier and recently you just had the article that came out in Thrasher uh, for your like top five favorite handrail skaters. What was the story uh, behind the back five O that you did uh, that got ran for the article? Um, that's, that's kind of a funny one. Uh, when I was back in Australia, I guess I was looking at the mag and there was a photo of someone skating that rail and I was, I've like obviously seen a couple of people skate it and it looks really good and I've always wanted to go there but I knew it was really far away. It's like an eight hour drive so um, I don't know I was just like I got in my head that I was like I can do a trick on this. I definitely like there's like three or four tricks that I had in mind and I was like I definitely can do one of these tricks so like I, I'm, I gotta go. I just gotta do it. Like I gotta go there and I gotta try it. And then if it doesn't work, fuck it. I can like cross it out of my head and I can stop thinking about this stupid rail, whatever. So I got back from Australia and it was like maybe the first or second weekend after I got back. It was pretty pretty soon after I got back. And um, I planned with Vinny and Kurt to go out there. I was like, hey, let's go to check this rail out. And they're like, all right, where is it? I was like, fuck it. It's far. Like it, it's eight hours. Like we're gonna have to drive all day and get a hotel and then try to skate it. And then they were like, they were into it, but they both were like, oh yeah, we're down as long as you drive. And I was like, fuck it, I'll drive. Whatever, I'm okay with it. I want to skate it, so I'll drive out there. So it was like me, Vinny, Kurt, and Adam. Adam came too because I like just convinced him to come along. Just so there was someone else to like skate it with, you know. Yeah. And um, we got out there, got a hotel fucking out in the middle of nowhere and there was like some sketchy hotel with like a bunch of people smoking ice outside and shit. Oh, and shit. Then, uh, <laughs> and then 
as we were driving out, they were like looking at the weather, and it's like it rained a little bit of the drive, and the weather said it was supposed to rain most of the next like afternoon, like rolling in around twelve. So I was like, "Fuck!" Like we gotta get up early and just go straight to this fucking rail, like go and try and like get it in there before the rain sets in. Oof. And um, kind of woke up around nine or so and just headed straight to the spot. And like as we're jumping the fence, it's like getting real dark and gray, and there's like dark clouds rolling in. So uh, me and Adam like just start jumping on the rail immediately. Like there's no like game to skate to warm up or anything really. It was just like. I don't know, try and put your trucks in the rail and warm up as you're falling down the stairs or whatever. <laughs> and um, me, me and Adam both, like, 50-50'd it, and we were pretty hyped, and then, like, you could hear, like, thunder off in the distance and stuff, and we're like, fuck, man, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, like, get this trick, you know? So I, like, just started going, like, trying those back five overs because I was like, I think that would be the easiest of the tricks that I had in mind to do. And, um... Yeah, I don't know. I got took a couple slams, and then eventually one of them, I just was on it and going, and got to the bottom somehow. And as I landed, we're all fucking high fiving and hugging and stuff. It started raining, and it's just like uh, yeah, the ground was fucking wet. Like I wouldn't have had one more. Like one the next try, I would have definitely been raining. So that was like the last attempt I was gonna get. I fucking got it. So I was super fucking hyped on that. Like that that was that was a big one for me. That's sick. That was yeah. more of like a longer rail rather than like a steeper one, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't know. It's not many stairs. I feel like it's only like 16 or something if you put them all together, but oh it's real long. And <laughs> <laughs> but it's but. just a real long, mellow one. Like it's, yeah. it's like two flat, two flat, two flat, two. So the, the flat oh, are like just so long. Is that, how does that different? Is that different, um, like, going into trying something on a rail like that rather than trying, like, a really gnarly steep, like, kink trail? Or is it kind of the same um, process? No, they're, they're pretty different. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, a big steep rail, you commit, like, before you've even ollied. Like, you, you've got to be, like, going down the rail, and it's got to be, like, I don't know, the second you your trucks or your board or whatever touches the rail, you need to be like fully committed and going and it's happening and there's no like there's no out there's no anything you know like you don't have time to fuck around with it but then like a rail like the one I backed 5 owed there's so many different points on the rail where you can think about what's going on and like jump off or like have to correct something or change mm-hmm. your balance or lean a different whatever so I don't know like the the big steep or like steeper rails I like to just go like pretty fast and just jump on and like usually if you get in you'll do the trick like you're at the bottom of the rail and riding away but then like the long ones where you're balancing like i'm not that good at balancing so it's like it's like a fucking battle for me holding onto something that long when you're sitting on it and just fighting it to the end yeah so i was pretty and like worked out like it i don't know the mellow ones you can like you can try that shit all day you know like you might take some, like, little slams, but it's not going to be, like, falling from the top of 16 stairs to the bottom of 16 stairs, you know? It's just, uh-huh. like, jumping off something and you, like, waist high onto, like, grass or whatever. But um, you you could just be there all day. That's the other problem, you know? It's, like, if your balance isn't working out or, like, you can't quite get the lock in that you need or your feet are in the wrong place, like, you could be there for fucking hours trying a trick on a rail like that. 
Yeah. And if, uh, when you're just doing like a 50 50, do you do like the, the cross lock with like a kingpin on each side of the rail? Or, or do you have a go to, or is it just like whatever the fuck you get into is what you're holding on to? Um, I mean, I prefer to go both heels. I like oh, yeah. double heel lock. It's like the original way I learned to grind rails, and it's like how all the the OG big rail dudes used to grind rails was just like against both your heels. Um, but if harder? I does like the cross lock or anything, I I mean that's that's fine. I'll try and take that as well. It's not like I'm bummed about it or anything. But I yeah. am generally aiming for the heels. Huh? Oh, I wonder. Is that does that feel does the crosswalk feel like cheating or or something like I mean you said no, you would take it, it but feels, I think it feels uncomfortable I don't know yeah. when I'm in the crosswalk position like I, I feel like there's more friction against your wheels and the way your truck wraps around the rail as well it like it grabs up more so if like if I'm going through kinks or sitting on a longer rail and it's crosswalked as much as it like you have maybe a little bit more stability on the way you're standing on your board. I feel like it grabs more and there's more room for error that way. Like it could slip into like a feeble or something or I don't, I don't know. I've, I've had more slams when it's been cross locked than I have on the double heels. Um, uh, I'm just, I'm super curious about like this whole realm of like fucking gnarly handrail skating because I will never do that. But like, when you, uh, when you're like going, all, all these like big kink rails that you grind, is that like you wake up that day, like, I'm gonna go skate that rail, or is it like, oh, this, like, we're out street skating and this rail looks cool, I'm gonna see if I can hop on it. Like, spur the uh, moment. It could be both. Yeah. I feel like it'd be yeah, like a uh, thing you wanted to go like, get in the mindset for, like. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the, on the kink rail, and I don't know, there's, it's a, there's like a million different things I can play into it. Sometimes I'll find like a really, really good kink rail somewhere that no one skated, but like, maybe it'll need like Bondo, or it'll need like, I don't know, I need to cut, cut off a knob, or, you know, it needs some work, or something like that, so you have no choice but to like, have it in the back of your head, and know you gotta go back to it, and then like, the day you're gonna go back, you have to go prepared, so you like, have time to mentally prepare for it and stuff too. But um I do kind of prefer if you're just out skating and you come across one and you're just there and it's like, oh, this thing's good, it's good to go. Like, fucking, you get like a spark of like, uh, I don't know, it's just like new or like new energy or whatever it is. And it's it's kind of easy to jump on a rail when you're in that mode too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it just... That makes sense. It just depends on the day, I guess. That's rad. Yeah, that looks fucking gnarly. Or like, <laughs> like, like that. I mean, it is gnarly. That um, that rail that you did a long time ago on the cover of Thrasher, not the Philadelphia one, but the one at Hoover, where there's like a light mm-hmm. post at the end of it. I'm mm-hmm. uh, I was like, how the fuck do you like? You're just like, all right, I'm gonna jump onto this rail, and then I know that I have to like get off of it, like right before the bottom or whatever, like. I don't know. I don't. It's like too much going on in such a small amount of time. I don't know how you process that. Um, well, that one, that one's a funny one too because the day that I did that, we went to that school because Tommy wanted to skate something there. It might have even been that spot, 
but me and Tommy were at the top of that, and he was trying um, switch ollies over the rail, and I was trying kickflips over the rail, and I could not kickflip it to save my life. Like, I was just doing these horrendous, like, rocket flipping, like, terrible fucking things, and I was just getting smoked. And then um, Burnett was like, you think you grind this thing, Dane? Just because, like, <laughs> I don't know, I, I skated rails a lot of the time, and I was like, I mean, yeah, probably. And, uh... I, like, jumped on a couple 50s and, like, just grinded and jumped off the other side real quick. And I think I probably stuck it, like, third or fourth try. And then I remember, like, sticking a bunch of them and just, like, wheel-biting any shit because it is real steep. And to get out early enough to get away from the pole, I'd, like, only grind it real quick and then transfer over. So you'd be dropping off the rail from, like, almost head-high still. So I just wheeled it a bunch of times. And then I probably probably rolled away in like 10 tries or something and like mm-hmm. i was stoked i was like cool like i'm hyped on that trick whatever and um i didn't even think twice about the photo i didn't think anything about the footage really like you know it was just any other day where you get a clip and you're hyped and you go home and then we went on like a zero canada trip i think and we're up in canada and i was looking at my phone and looking on instagram and i saw the cover with the photo on instagram and i was <laughs> like I fucking couldn't believe I thought it was like photoshopped or I just couldn't <laughs> I couldn't believe what it was looking at, you know, it was like I I was just fucking blown away. I was so stoked that Mike fucking put that on the cover. I was I mean, I I owe that dude a fucking lot. Like he's put me on the cover of that magazine multiple times now and like it's he's always had so much faith in me and like wanted to drive fucking hours to shoot photos. Like that Philadelphia one, like I showed him I mean, this is a fucking long story that I've told a million times too, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get into that one, but... <laughs> I went there to, um... From Australia. I flew from Australia to Philadelphia because I knew that rail was there because someone had sent me a photo on Instagram. And they were like, hey, do you think someone could grind this? And I was like, I could fucking grind that. And then I spoke <laughs> to Aunt Travis, who's from Philadelphia, and I was like, hey, Aunt, do you think this rail is actually possible? Because I'd never looked at it. I had no idea. And he was like, I mean, maybe if you can take the fucking drop off the end, it'll be doable. So I booked a flight from Australia to Philadelphia, and I flew out there, and there was, like, a couple of my friends from Australia that were just on a random, like, homie trip out there, skating Love Park and stuff, and I met up with them out there, and I was like, hey, I want to try and grab the trail. Can you guys come film me? And I jumped on, like, one or two and just kind of touched my trucks on it for a second and then jumped off into the stairs, and I rolled the fuck out of my ankle like horrifically oh. rolled my ankle and I was like well oh, that's done but like <laughs> once I like put trucks on the rail I had in my head that like I can fucking do this you know like I can grind this rail like this is a doable thing and um I went out to California straight from Philly after rolling my ankle and I was just out one day with everyone skating and like my ankle still sucks so I was just like sitting around watching and I was like hey Burnett I'm like I tried this trick and my friend shot a photo because my friend Jason Moore, he shot it at first. And um, he got, like, a photo that was kind of cool looking. And, but it, like, looked like I was jumping off. Like, I was kind of leaning into the stairs too much still. But I showed Burnout the photo. I was like, my friend shot this photo. If I ever go back and do this, do you think, like, this photo would be usable still? And he was like, let's book a ticket tonight. Like, let's go fucking back there. I will shoot that photo. Like, if you <laughs> can fucking skate. Like, I'm down. And I was like, well, my ankle's fucked. But, like hopefully in a week it'll be better so we like went and booked the tickets and like burnout had like 
that much faith in me that he just <laughs> straight up bought a plane ticket to Philadelphia to shoot one photo. And <laughs> we flew out there and shot the photo and did it. And like, I don't know, having someone having that much fucking faith in me and like my ability and what I can do, like that, that means the world to me. And I fucking know that dude everything. That's dope. And um, yeah. are those are those the only two Thrasher covers you've had, or has there been another? One? Yeah, just those two. I mean, that's pretty epic. Two is like that's crazy. But I'm glad to hear the story about the one in San Diego because I always thought that one stood out to me because I'd been to that spot and I was like, what the fuck? And uh, I know you told the story of the other one <laughs> times, so yeah. I was actually thinking about going back there and trying to do the 50-50 again, but then pull out the other side. Um, oh, yeah? Oh. You know, instead of transferring over, like, just do the back 50 and hop out before the pole on the inside. Like, to the left or whatever? You're goofy, Yeah, right? to the left of yeah. the pole. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so, cool. Yeah. I don't know. It would just be kind of funny. Like, people would be like, oh, he's back there. What's he going to do? Oh, he's 50. Oh, he's going <laughs> out the other side. <laughs> would, like, blunt. <laughs> Would like blunt slide transfer work on that, or is it? Yeah, I think it would, but then like I don't like as much as like a blunt slide is like a harder trick. I feel like the the transfer is like too too implied. Like it's too yeah, easy to just be on the sure. other side of the rail. Yeah. So feeble pop out to the left would be sick, though. Yeah, that'd be fucked up. But that'd be that would. <laughs> But yeah, you'd have to. Ha- your truck would be on the whole other side. That would be. That's like a, that's like that's the shit I'm into. Like that. That's, that's what Jordan Maxson like, does that. Yeah, he does like the weirdest pop out shit ever. He'll find like yeah. the most uncomfortable, shitty looking rail that looks so <laughs> dangerous, and he'll be like, "I'm gonna put all of my legs and body and everything on the wrong side, and then rip it all back out." <laughs> yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, he's a psycho. But yeah, that that would be sick though. Like you'd be like, I went back to the spot and did the same trick. Uh, just like came out <laughs> yeah, a, different, a different way, but different. <laughs> what did you do last time? Back fifty. What did you do this time? Back fifty. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's different. Trust me, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> the same thing, but but different. You know, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, um, I think it would just feel cool to do it for myself, too. Just, I don't know how long ago it was uh, Cold War now. What is that, 2012? So it's almost 10 years. Yeah. Oh, uh, I wanted... 10 years later. Yeah. I also wanted to ask about, uh, in your Damn It All part, the, uh, that board slide in Point Loma that you, like, eat shit on, and then, like, the make was in the credits or whatever. Was that your idea to put it in the credits or did it just like not fit into the part or and why was it um, not, why was the make not in the part um i didn't like the way i landed it really. uh, i landed like kind of stiff-legged and i put my hands down and it, i just thought it was kind of ugly and then i had two other board slides in my part so i didn't really need a third board slide in my part and then, like, you always need more clips for, like, the credits or the intros or the whatever, you know. So it's, like, I threw the board side in there. That, and I was wearing, like, a big Volcom shirt. And, like, I don't ride for Volcom anymore. And I was, I didn't like the big fucking Volcom shirt. But at the time, I was, like, I need that fucking money. So I put the shirt <laughs> on to try to get the photo incentive, you know. Yeah. So 
I don't know, there was a few things that played into it where I, I was just like, yeah, let's just let's just not use that in my part. <laughs> I, you got me because, like, uh, well, I don't know if you know this, but me and Ruben went to that high school. Um, and, uh, I know that. Funny. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I saw that Kurt posted it because it was, like, one of his first photos in the mag. And I was like, what? That's so sick. Like, that's our school. Our fucking homie took that or whatever. Yeah. And, and like the homie did it, and then uh, and then your part went up on Thrasher, and I was like, I was like, text Ruben like, what's up with that board slide, dude? Like he wasn't in his part. <laughs> like he he did. They ran the photo, and he didn't make it. And Ruben's like, dude, it's in the credits. And I was like, oh, dude, fucking got me. Yeah. And then I saw the whole video. I was like, shit. It's funny because I saw like people were sending me like screenshots from. Uh, the slap message boards or whatever, and someone had the most random fucking story. And you're like, see, what really happened is, like, he landed it kind of shitty, but then, like, kept trying it and then hurt his shoulder and then had to go back. And, like, or, like he did it first <laughs> go before they had the cameras ready. And then, like, he shot a photo and kept trying it and all this shit. It's like, no, like, I just I fell off one and ended up doing it and I didn't like it. That's as simple as that. Like, I, don't, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, uh, it, your your last trick that Nolly heel on the Kurt chart gap. Um, mm-hmm. Is there is there a good story behind that one? Um, besides I mean, that, okay. you could beat up. I don't know how to but there's a story behind it. But um. <laughs> I was there when Louis Lopez uh, did the big spin heel flip. We used my motorcycle to and we did the big spin. That day that I was oh, there, okay. um, it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty soon after I fucking uh, I blew my knee out on a trip to Spain, and like I was just coming back, like just trying to start skating again, and like I kind of pushed at it a few times and popped some dolly heels, and like I mean, like obviously not going very fast, just to see how it would feel, and like jumped off like halfway across the road and it was hurting my knee just to do that. So I was like, I felt like I could pop and catch a nolly heel at like a decent speed and carry it like halfway. And then in my head, I was like, if I was getting towed in, I could definitely clear it. But like the way my knee is like, I I can't even run out of this, like at half the speed, you know? So I had it in the back of my mind for fucking so long, like years that I could do that. Like I was like, I could definitely not heal this gap. And then eventually I was like, I've got like some like enders for my part, but I don't have like the one that like people are going to be like, holy shit, he fucking did that. So I was like, I could probably go like 50, 50 something again. Or it could be really cool to have like a fucking flip trick at the end of my part. Like no one's going to expect me to have a flip trick at the end of like, you know, for my last trick in my mind. Yeah, so I exactly. started trying to go back started trying to go back to that school and try the Nolly Heel. And when I got there, um the part that everyone skates is like I don't know, everyone's always skated it like a few like six feet to the left of where I skated it. But they had like the fucking ETN contest uh contest there. I don't know if you uh-huh. saw that. Yeah, yeah. And like Hoffart like fucking laser flipped it or something, but they they bondoed a giant square in the landing for the contest because the ground was, like, pretty rough and, like, shitty. But then that was, like, you know, a year or so before I skated it, and all the bondo had been chipped out of the ground. 
So it was just like uh, fucking gravel. Like you couldn't even roll through it over it, like the side where they had the contest. So I skated it like a few feet to the right just so I could avoid the fucking the landing that you can't right away in, which also uh-huh. happens to be the same place that he's Kirchhoff frontside flipped it. I skated in the same place he frontside flipped it, if you watch his video. <laughs> but, um, and everyone tried to talk shit on me, like, you didn't skate the gap in the right place. You were pushing yeah. you did it. The curve's only an inch high. And I'm like, well, all right, we'll fucking go and ollie it and land where it's an inch high and see what fucking happens. Like, you hang up yeah. and you eat shit. Like, just because it's an inch and not a curve, like, it doesn't mean you're rolling through it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I was one. I was and it's also the same length. It's a, it's a stupid argument. Yeah, yeah, it's the same size gap. It's the same length, but people think like the risk factor is lower because it's an inch and not a curve. And it's like, if you hang up like getting towed in by a car on a gap <laughs> on a thing an inch high, like you're fucking stopping. Like there's no like rolling up an inch high fucking crack. Like you're just dead stopped on that fucking crack. Like. Yeah. But people yeah. people tried to like say that I, I was a pussy for skating it there, and I'm like, it's the same place Coach on frontside flipped it, and I still did it. So fuck you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I I love that it was e- ETN that fucked it up too. Like you would have done it in the nor- in the other spot, but this stupid yeah, fucking I mean, game it, show network that's not around anymore, like fucking ruined the spot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it just when I was there too, like it didn't even cross my mind that it made a difference. I just like looked at where the landing was a bit better, and I was like, all right, cool, I'll just do whatever this bit. Like mm-hmm. that was the only thing that like played into my head. And then even where I was popping too was like pretty rough, so I like smoothed a little section of where I was like popping my nose off it because like I went there one day and tried it, and as I was popping the ground where I was popping it was like chipping away, and I was digging holes in the ground with the nose of my board. Ooh. I don't know how that was happening, but, like, I think it was just, like, towing in, and it was a hot day, and it's just, like, a hot blacktop, you know, and it was just, like, carving out little chunks. So I went back, and I, like, bonded a tiny little square. It's, like, a fucking, you know, 12-inch by 12-inch square, and you can see it when I pop in the video, but that's where I was, like, that was my little takeoff zone. I was, like, all right, pop on this fucking square, land over there, and um, the first two times I went there to try it, I got towed in by a my friend Tom on a Harley and it was fucking super loud and we got kicked out in like five minutes by cops both times because uh, neighbors from the school heard the motorbike and called the cops yeah. and then um, the last time I went back I was like I got Windsor to come and Windsor had this little like I don't know fucking Honda Civic or like whatever the hell he had and he towed me into his car and his car was super quiet and we yeah. somehow like got a little bit of extra time and I ended up doing it in, like, it only took me maybe 10 minutes to do it, just because I was, like, I was in the fucking zone, and I was like, i got to get this before cops get here, i got to get kicked out, and it was, like, maybe a week before the video deadline, and, like, I don't know, I was just like, it needs to happen fucking today, and it just got lucky, <laughs> it was, like, the first one I put down, I rode away from, That's and then cool. we ended up being locked in the school, like, while we were in there, uh, <sighs> janitors or something came and locked the gates to the school. So we had to uh-huh. cut the locks on the way out. But as we were leaving, there was, like, a teacher or something from the school there. And I was like, hey, man, do you have someone that has a key to this lock? Because if no one can open this, we're going to have to cut these locks to get out of here. And the teacher was just like, you know what? I don't care what you guys do. Just cut it. I don't know anyone. I'm not calling no janitor. <laughs> <laughs> we just got fucking 
Bolt cut it out and cut the locks off in front of the teacher of the school, and he was like, all right, see you guys, have a good day, and then we drove out. <laughs> that's but, the thing. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> cool that it all worked out. I think that's a good story. I mean, Nolly Hill is like, that's a crazy trick to go, to do, fucking going that fast and keep it straight. That must have been Yeah. I don't know yeah. how or why, but I randomly, like, Nolly Hill is like a trick that, like, usually works for me. It's like an undercover, like, trick that I have in the bag that, like, I don't know. If I really need to fucking bust out a foot trick down something, like, the Nolly Hill is one that's gonna, Gonna be a pretty good one for me. Oh yeah. What about Switch Shield? Does it work the same way? Um, some days, some days it feels feel great. Then some days I don't know. There's something about like my balance or like the timing or something. But uh, I, I don't know why. Not only heels yeah. and fakie heels. Fakie heels too. I love a fakie heel. Dude, fakie heels feel so cool, even on flat. Like, I like yeah. I mean, that's, you don't that's where I have most of them. <laughs> Ruben got me fake heel. Ooh, I love that trick. Don't ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you got a, you got a good one. Don't pretend you can't fake heel some shit. <laughs> dude, I ah man, I'm trying to need to get back into these streets, dude. I'm out of fucking practice, dude. This is like I want to go like hit some spots really bad. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Let's go stay. What are you doing? You live, what, you got you know, family duties tomorrow? Um, well, I'm not sure what's going on yet, but let's see. I mean, it's Mother's, it's Mother's Day on Sunday, so I don't know. I'm probably doing, probably going to hang with my mom for a bit, but I'll be down to, I'm kind of due to hit the streets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're, I think we're staying SD local tomorrow, so hit up, oh, yeah. come meet up. Yeah, I'm 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 down to show. The least committed <laughs> commitment ever. Yeah, that's how. I'm down for show. Yeah. <laughs> You're just trying to sound cool in the fucking podcast. You aren't gonna skate. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll now, <laughs> now, if you do skate tomorrow, uh, we we own the clips because the plan was made. <laughs> on the podcast, right. so we're gonna have to need we're gonna need the evidence if Ruben goes and skates tomorrow. That's right. All right. Yeah, come out right. well, tomorrow. We'll get this clip. You can tell you can tell the the wife that uh, it's work related. Yeah, tell her you need to film a fakie heel or you're gonna get trashed. Yep. I think we're gonna go right. skate that Serena Valley bump. Oh. I want to That'd see that be a that good fakey heel. Damn. Ooh, no. Damn, I don't think anyone's gone over that thing fakey. Not even for, like, a full cab or, or anything like that. You could fucking go over a fakey. Ooh. Fakey boy. Fakey pops on the tail grab. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that making, like, a nose grab? <laughs> it would. Like, a switch nose grab. Yeah, fakey pops on it. Switch <laughs> nose grab. You know, that's, I've actually been working on that trick a lot in my spare time. Uh, <laughs> what about <laughs> fakie front shove cannonball? Ooh, wow. that'd be a good looking trick. <laughs> that would be <laughs> sexy. Damn. You guys are giving me some good ideas. I'm just, I'm, I'm fucking juiced to go skate. Let's go do it right now. Let's go light it up. What about 
Fakey, right Varyl, now, Flip, Roast Beef. Varyl, Flip, Roast Beef. <laughs> How I think they would trick, too. <laughs> Dude, Fakey, you remember a while ago, there was, like, this kid that, like, kind of viral for a second for doing, like, a weird Benny Hunt, like, kick flip Benny Hunt, a finger flip thing? Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys saw that. But <laughs> it went viral. It was, like, all over the place. But that kid that did that, he DMs me, like, right before this phone call and was like, hey, man, thought you might like this clip. And it was a video of him doing kick flip Benny Hunt, a finger flip. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just wrote back, like, oh, God, like, no, not really. Like, your other kids are cool. And then he wrote back, like, why would you say it like that? And I'm like, well, how else do you want me to say it? <laughs> like, you can Benny Hunt, I think, like, there's not, nothing about this trick looks good. I just didn't even know what to say to him. I was just like, uh, also, just sending your own clip to pros that's already gone viral. Yeah, and I, like, what do you want me to fucking tell you, man? Like, I don't know, like the kid who does like fly out, like tray flip, late quintuple flips to flat or whatever. Yeah, just like sending yeah. them to pros. Like, hey, I, how do you like this one? Do you think I can get a zero box? Yeah, I don't know what his game was, but uh, he, he, like. I, I was just honest. I uh, just told him, like, yeah, not really into that type of thing, but good for you, man. Like, whatever, do what you want to do. But and then he's all pissed off. You should be like, I only, I, I really only like double finger flips, dude. Uh, yeah, go, go sort of, like, get a little bit more wrist twist going on, like. <laughs> really spaz out with that flip, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that, that's pretty funny, dude. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. <laughs> Don't worry, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> he's like fucking burning, dude. Yeah, he's not gonna listen to shit with me. <laughs> How was um? You guys did the 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 Bam Margera fucking. <laughs> Um, Battle Royale at the barracks. So, oh, yeah. keep ripping off of that trick, and I think we'll have a full part out of Rugen real quick. What if we should do that over the fucking belt to get tomorrow? Oh, Pop Shove, Tail Grab Shove? I want to see yeah. that trick switch. Has anybody ever done that switch? Surely someone has, but like, <laughs> I don't think you'd be able to see it ever. <laughs> that would be hard, dude. It'd be so difficult. Actually, I've got a pretty good switch pop shot, but I feel like I could do one of those. Give me a good hip at a skate park, and I think I got that one, actually. Oh, for right. sure. All right. I, I want to see I, it. We got, our, we got our homework cut out for us tomorrow. You got to do switch pop shove tail grab oh, shove and then I gotta learn shaky very flip roast beef or whatever the fuck <laughs> <laughs> what about nolly nolly shove nose grab shove that's there. that's the real one <laughs> jeez that'd be, that'd be so hot dude the nolly band what if you do the nolly shove nose grab and then shove it back the other way so it's like a <laughs> like a oh. windshield wiper boom yeah <laughs> well, like that's what you tail grab, and then rewind it back to like a trail grab. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, so you just bring the board back. Dude, the funny thing is that these have probably all been done before, but we're like, oh, 100 crazy. 
<laughs> There's real potential here. Street grabs, that'll come back after quarantine. Johnny uh, Lighton kills street grabs for everyone. Oh, uh, yeah. He made them real cool and then did every single one of them. And then everyone was like, well, Johnny did them all. <laughs> and then it's like, what's the point now? Like, what am I going to go 180 stale fish or 12 stale? Like, nope, Johnny did it. Remember when it was all sick in Johnny's part? They should do uh the, they should do like a battle at the barracks with just flat ground grab tricks. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be but people that, in there that are so good at that, like super squatty little people, like Vinny could probably somehow fucking just crush it. Oh yeah. Yeah, but you you still can't do like hand plants and bonuses, but you gotta grab your board in every trick. Vinny already grabs his board in every trick, he'd kill it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he does kill it. Another Vinny drop, dude. Every episode, we got to talk about Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> He's, He's the, the best. best. <laughs> How could you not talk about Vinny? It yeah. is, it's proving to be tough. <laughs> you have to be someone that hasn't been in. Have you learned the mole plant yet? Did, did he tag you in that Insta challenge? Yeah, it was fucked. I went out skating <laughs> with him the next day and he made me do one. <laughs> did you do it over something or like off of something I did it like it was like off a three stair and I put my hand on a rail next to the three stair I didn't go over <laughs> a rail or anything that was like the best I could do I can't ollie up into the grab that's my problem it's like weird for me to ollie into the grab and like grab something else as well I couldn't I could figure it out if I put like some real time into it but I don't think it's uh yeah. I think I can put my time into better things. Vinny does them so good. Anyway, so... Yeah, it's, like the easiest thing for him. it's like easier than just Ollie. <laughs> That's I insane. Know. And he's got variations, too. Like, he can do shoves with them, and, like, it's just... Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, he's crazy. Does them on the rail, and... He was going to try... T- we went to, like, a 24-stair rail the other day. Were you with us that day? I can't remember. Ah, uh, no, I, I don't know if was. I was. Not that session, yeah. No, not that yeah, you, I was, he was there with the other <laughs> he, was fucking, he was gonna try to mole plant onto a twenty four stair. <laughs> what? But it was raining and like we were trying to convince him to do it anyway. <laughs> he was like, we were like what you use my board, like I don't care, like fuck my board up and we and I went out there with like a T shirt and grip tape and I was like I dried off the part of the like the top part of the rail where he put his hand and then wrapped grip tape around it so that even if it was raining and slippery, he'd still be able to, like, put his hand on the rail for the mole plant. Oh and I was like, God. you got it, dude. We got the grip tape there. And, like, he wrote <laughs> up and, like, pretended to try some, and the grip tape slipped down the rail. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe we come back. <laughs> oh, so, like, it was, like, off the side of the stair set? Or something like over the rail to a drop, or, or how would you? No, no, no. He was going to do mole plant to fifty fifty on the rail. Oh, the okay. Damn, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, he's got to go back. Yeah. We'll just edit edit the rain in to the clip. <laughs> <laughs> There's a filter. It was raining. Back. He's Pat Duffy. I see. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, how's this, uh, liquid death contest going? Is it, um, still up for grabs, this, uh, pay your rent for a year challenge? Um, it's, 
I think six months or ten thousand dollars. Or something. It's up to ten thousand dollars worth of rent. Um, oh yeah. But uh, when, how how long is the turnover on these quarantine calls? Is it going up tomorrow or something, or like this next is week, or probably going up on Monday? I think it's Friday. All right, yeah, cool. Well, I I think we've got a week left on this contest, so it'll be like yeah, Friday. Uh, is where we announce like the winners, but we're gonna pick five. And I think like I don't know, the top five get like maybe a thousand dollars in a case of water, and then like the number one winner or whatever gets the ten grand or ten thousand dollars worth of their rent paid. So <laughs> who's judging uh, everything? Just you? It's supposed to be me and Richie Jackson, and Corey Duffel, and Adam Aronsky, and like we're all supposed to like. I don't know, JKs, we're supposed to watch them all and pick our favorites and then, like, I don't know, narrow it down, you know? So it's, like, supposed to be picked by the team, but there's been, like, fucking 600 entries or something. So uh, <laughs> so I had, like, I started looking through them, actually, before. That was how the dude that did the, the kickflip fucking Benny Hunter finger flip or whatever DM'd me because he saw that I liked his entry to the contest. Oh. And then he was like, "I saw you liked, I saw you liked my entry, so you'll probably like this." And I was like, "Ah!" <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, I was like going through and just like liking them and watching them and stuff before, and it got kind of overwhelming because like people went fucking all out for it. Like every one of them is like a minute long and there's five hundred oh, really? entries, so it's like, yeah, it's not so I, I watched like a few of them. Yeah, like, people are, like, setting up fucking, like, courses in, through their house and shit in their yard. Yeah, it's insane, dude. Are there, like, some shitty ones, or is this, like, a kid skating flat ground in his garage or something? Dude, the mo- the ones that fucking did my head in that pissed me off the most is, like, <laughs> we announced the contest, and then 10 minutes later, there was, like, 40 entries. And I was like, how fucking... 40 people, like, entered this thing in the last... And they just went back in their Instagram from, like, months ago. Where yeah. they just found, like, you know, a clip of them doing a flicker and kickflip in their garage or something. <laughs> and then just putting the hashtag on their old post. And I'm like, you really think, like, you're going to win? Like, we're going to pick the guy that's going to flicker and kickflip a month ago before the contest. <laughs> and then change his caption. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And then there's people that were, like, trying to do, like, a crossover from, like, an Adidas contest where you, like skate a shoe like you stand on your shoe and try to do a kickflip with a shoe uh-huh. and like they were doing an Adidas contest they were trying to add like the murder house hashtag to those and I'm like <laughs> you've entered like another shoe contest like there's no creativity because they told you what to do and there isn't even any fucking skateboarding in it like you're standing on a shoe <laughs> like, this is not going to win when you guys aren't winning this contest uh, well, I'm, but I'm sure people that ones, use that kind of yeah those ones annoy. I'm, I'm sure people just use yeah. it as a hashtag to like get their stuff seen too. Like that's not even relevant to the contest. Yeah, I, I saw that from like another brand. They used the hashtag of one of their posts while I was looking uh, through it, and I was like, "Oh, that's a bit weird." <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one dude who like, I mean, I I think this was even before they announced that contest, but. The gnarliest house clip, I, I think, is that dude who fucking, like, ollied off his roof into, like, a little kicker in his yard and then, like, over a fence into his driveway or something. Did yeah. you guys see that shit? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was that, dude, say, that's yeah. for zero. Yeah. 
Oh, dude, that was fucking gnarly. But him and uh, his brothers, they made, like, another, like, entry or whatever to the contest. Just, I think they posted it today. Like, if you go on uh, Dalton Dern's Instagram, you'll see it. But he made, they made, like, an insane course through their entire house. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, it's like out. Theirs is probably going to be in the top five. It's fucked up. Oh, yeah. That's sick. Hmm. Rubes, where's, have you, is your house murdered yet, or what? Yeah, it's so dead. <laughs> yeah, it's done, dude. I did one kickflip in yeah. there, and then and then my girlfriend said she was going to murder me if I kept skating in the house. So. <laughs> 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 so I was just like, I did one kickflip that was first go, and she was like, really? You couldn't have just gone to the courtyard fucking had to do inside. I was like, well, I don't know. I just like, I'm trying to, I don't know. I'm trying to get this rent paid. You're going to the house. Yeah, fuck. Well, babe, I'm going to, I'm going to win this murder your boyfriend contest. Yeah. (laughs) You know what is actually really fucking funny? This one dude sent me at the end. He's like, hey, working on the fucking whatever the contest. And it was just a video of him like doing a flat ground tray flip in his living room. But he has, like, a little kid running in behind him. He has no idea the kid's coming. And as he pops, he just swings and punches his kid in the face. <laughs> and then his wife or, like, girlfriend or whatever just starts fucking yelling at him, Like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he's like, oh, well, tell man. the kid to watch out. Like, <laughs> and they get to, like, this little domestic. And then, like, while they're yelling at each other, he, like, just sets up and does another tray flip. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, dude. Like... <laughs> You're gonna get kicked out of that house before. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was real good. Tell him to watch out. That sounds better than the dude who smashed his oven. Oh yeah, oven. fuck smashing it oven. That's fucking. You are bummed. Bummed, dude. You murdered the oven. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you did that. Yeah, that was, um, you and Kurt were skating that flat bar in your house. That looked like a pretty sick session. That actually looked like legit fun. I was like, I want to skate a flat bar right now. (laughs) It was so fun. That was like, that was before like the even contest idea came up, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. We just took the flat bar from the zero office because it's the one, one of the ones that are usually there. And like, I was originally just going to skate it outside in the backyard. Cause we have like a little concrete patio out there that like, I don't know, there's not much room to skate, but it's enough to put a flat bar and it's probably a little bit more room than what's in our living room. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We just thought it'd be funny to start skating it inside. Then when I did it, the, uh, liquid death dudes were like, Hey, like that'd be kind of a sick idea for a contest. Like we see all these other like brands that are got some type of contest going on for quarantine right now. Like, like let's fucking try to do something, you know? And, I mean, they put fucking ten grand on the line, and it's like, I don't. No one else is fucking putting ten grand on the line. That's for sure, you know. Yeah. All the other companies are putting like, here's a board if you do a kickflip in your house, and it's like, right. <laughs> I don't know. Like, let's fucking let's fucking do something to actually like help the people. Like, yeah. Get six months of your rent paid right now. Like, holy shit, you know. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> Do you guys uh, just set up, like, two pieces of plywood, right, and then have, like, the flat bar in the middle? Yeah. It was funny, though, because, like, you need a little bit more than a piece of plywood to get, like, run up to skate a flat bar. Like, in our heads, like, that seems like enough, and then once it's in there, 
Like it took us a minute to like get used <laughs> to just even fifty fifteen the flat bar. But then once you like kind of eat shit into your carpet a few times, you just kind of like I don't know. You get you get over it and you just start like flicking at whatever and just eating shit. And you don't really care anymore. It doesn't hurt as much as when you're out of the concrete. So we just started kind of taking some slams and it just <laughs> added to how fun it was. Yeah, that, you'd feel pretty dumb if you got smoked, like skating a flat bar in your living room. It's like, oh, fuck, <laughs> I fucking blew I did, out I my ankle. Whoops, dude. I, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was, I hit the fucking ground. I swear I posted one where I was just getting smoked over and over again. But, um, <laughs> yeah. It happened. <laughs> and yeah, then it's funny too, because like, a couple days after, a couple days after we did that, uh, Burnett called and said that, uh, <laughs> They were gonna like run some like quarantine photo graffiti because they had stuff over the years of like people skating in their house and whatever. And then that, he was like, "So you guys skate in the house? Like you and Kurt should fucking shoot something that'll be funny." So uh we set up like a fucking another piece of wood in the house up to like the bar window that goes from our living room into the kitchen. And I was like, <laughs> "I should be able to like get a front rock and like stick it through the fucking window into the kitchen. It'd be sick." And it was so goddamn hard that, like, I Kurt was shooting that one. And I fucking, I kicked my board into the wall and, like, put a hole in the wall and shit. And I, it, it was it was pretty bad, but we got the photo. So hopefully, hopefully we got a photo of the next trash room front rock in our house. <laughs> well, that's where it comes in handy, having a nice photographer in the house. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just, like, still getting photos in magazines. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty Kurt funny. Yeah, fucking so wanted about like learning how to shoot everything properly and like I don't know, just getting all the right gear. And I mean, he's been like super committed to it, so it's sick to see that like a lot of it's paying off and he's getting all these photos run. I'm fucking Dude. super happy for him. Me too. Yeah. That's epic. I remember, like I said, when you shot that photo of you at Point Loma doing that board slide, I was like, "Fuck!" I didn't even know Kurt shot photos, and then like the whole Zero article comes out it's all shot by him. And I was like, dude, these are fucking awesome. Like, that's rad. Yeah, yeah he's been, uh, I mean, that was, was that his first photo in Trash? I feel like it probably it, was, actually. I think it, but yeah, he, I don't, that's how I remembered it, but it might be wrong. No, I think he, I think you're right. I think it is it. But yeah, fuck, so happy for him. Like, he's like taking it so seriously and like been real on point with like really trying to learn and like, listening to everyone like he like as much as like i don't know anything about like the technical side of like photography and stuff like i've been on the other side of the camera for 20 years like i know what i know what photographers are doing and i have like i know where the best place and way to shoot things is and like i'm always there like not telling kurt like hey shoot like this but like i've always got ideas for him like and if he can't figure out like an angle or something it's like he's very open to people like suggesting and trying to help him and like pointing him in the right directions. I think that's like probably the best part about, uh, Kurt and his photos is how willing he is to just like listen to other people. Like there's a lot of like very stubborn people out there that would like not want to listen to that and don't want to take advice from anyone. And, um, I think that's kind of what just has helped Kurt get to like the place he's in as quickly as he has, you know, like getting all these photos run is he'll, yeah. like, yeah, just take advice from fucking anyone. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. Whoever's listening, go follow Crutage on Instagram and mm-hmm. uh, take a hard look at his profile photo. Remember that face. 
What is this purple? Oh, it's the fucking the zipper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, we um, we could start wrapping this up soon. Ruben, you have uh, anything pressing you want to ask as we come to an end? Yeah, I mean, we just have like a few, just a couple things we can wrap up with. But um, just wanted to ask, like, what do you think will be the lasting effects on the skate industry, like post COVID, like how do you think that this is going to affect the skate industry in the long run? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. I feel like a lot of the, uh, the smaller companies, like I know zero has been actually going pretty okay through it all. Um, we had like Tim Cicillino was over our house the other day. who's like the American team manager. And he was saying that like America has been doing pretty good through it. So, I think, like, the smaller, like, core companies are actually, like, not, I don't want to say benefiting, but this Mm -hmm. has been, like, I don't know, it's been easier on, like, the the smaller companies than the bigger ones. Like, the bigger companies have so many overhead, and, like, they've got to pay out, like, God knows how many people while nobody's, like, really working right now. And they're also probably not selling as much because so many stores are closed. But then, like, companies like Zero or America, like, we have, like, our straight-to-consumer on the website, and they have such a small amount of people that they're paying that, you know, we can still send out boards, and we can still sell boards, and we can still make money, and we can still, like, survive through this. Because, like, you know, people are still skating. Like, people are still, like, in their fucking driveways every day, razor-tailing the shit out of their boards, doing kickflips and needing new ones. So, like, mm-hmm. that hasn't gone away. Like, the demand is still there. But... The shops are closed, so the big chain fucking places like, I don't know, Zoomies or whatever, they might be struggling because they've had to close down or, like, all the companies that are strictly in those places, like, I know Vulcan, they fired their entire team. Brixton fired, like, their entire workforce. Like, everyone's fucking, like, the bigger companies are not doing good. So, I think, uh, I think it'll be, like, almost like a good reset button on, uh, I don't know, just the whole skate industry. It'll be, like, bring it back down to, like, a smaller, not-so-oversaturated market, which might be cool, but it's going to, like, obviously hurt a lot of real skateboarders. And, I mean, say Volcom does completely go out of business or Brixton does completely go out of business. Um, that's going to suck for a lot of my friends that are, like, you know, they ride for those companies and they survive with those companies. So, I mean, I hate to see that, but... Um, for skateboarding as a whole, it, it could be could end up being a pretty good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be cool to see uh, the smaller companies like come out of this okay. Because, yeah, but but yeah, it sucks if a lot of people are losing their jobs, and then the whole industry is just like filled with all these jobless people that are overqualified for all this shit, but, but then maybe we would see like a, like influx of a bunch of new companies once the like economy gets back up, which would be interesting too. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, which I don't know, could be good or bad. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if there's space for them, I mean, it seems like the really huge companies definitely uh, take up a big space in the market. So, yeah, I mean, if those are gone, like, you know, one Brixton gone could equal, I mean, not that Brixton's fucking huge or anything, but, um, 
I don't know, like one of them going could mean two or three other small startups that are like, I don't know, pretty interesting and cool and like just a new direction that, you know, we might not have gone in otherwise. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else, Rubes? Yeah. Um, usually when we wrap up the calls, I like to just ask if there's any like, words of wisdom or advice for other skaters going through quarantine right now and if there's anything that you had to offer at this time? Um, I think uh, everyone's probably sick of hearing, like, be safe and wash your hands and all that sort of bullshit. Like, everyone fucking knows. <laughs> the people that are going to do it are going to do it and the people that aren't just aren't. So, I mean, there's no point <laughs> drilling that home in any harder, you know? Um but yeah, fuck, just just live life. Be you. Yeah. <laughs> Great words of wisdom. Fuck yeah. 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 You know? Um sick, dude. Well, thanks for talking to us for a couple hours, getting deep and answering my dick jokes and talking about <laughs> skateboarding. It's been fun. Yeah, who do I invoice? What's that? I said who do I invoice for this? Oh, oh, uh Ruben. Yeah. Ruben handles all our finances from here. Yeah, we're rounding up. actually, we can talk details tomorrow, dude. Let's we can put the wager. <laughs> first person to do either switch pop shove, tail grab shove, or nolly shove, grab shove, yeah, we can. Yeah. you know, we'll just we'll 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 put it to those terms, and then we'll we'll see who comes yeah. out on top, man. I think we should invoice Talis because we dropped their name a lot. So um, oh, they, they should probably pay, pay for this. Yeah, I'm sure that we should not have to pay. Uh, <laughs> they're probably doing great right now. So. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit them up on Insta and just be like, hey, like. <laughs> I'm gonna send them that. You want to bring this to your attention? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll send them the clip of the kickflip Benihana finger flip just to get their attention. Oh, and then I'll be like, yeah. that too. and by the way, we yeah. <laughs> dropped the name of your company a lot. Oh, God. <laughs> That's uh, how it man. works, right? <laughs> yeah, they'll be coming to zero next. You'll see. The next, fucking, media. The, next roll, uh, the next crutch you roll will be a fucking dis at zero. <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> uh, Oh fuck, dude! <laughs> but uh, yeah, if, so uh, do you have any last words, Ruben? Do you want to throw anything out there while we're wrapping this up? Uh, sure. I mean, fucking, I'm just stoked to be able to do these calls. It's really nice to catch up with everyone, and you know, just it's it's a tough time that we're all going through, but. This is something I definitely like look forward to doing a couple times a week and it's just nice to check in with the homies and, you know, see what everyone's up to and stay positive. I'm I'm hyped to be doing that, man. So stay positive and wash your hands. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Yeah. Um everybody what, what, go back. what's up? Oh no, I was gonna ask you what what do you what do you got on your mind? Oh, well, I was going to say go buy Dane's Boards um, at your local shop. And if your local shop doesn't have them, tell them to get it or buy them from zero. 
or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah. tell your friends that you love them and fucking make sure they're all right. And it is Mental Health Month or Mental Health Awareness Month, so just check in on your friends and make sure you're okay, make sure they're okay, and take care of that. And fucking, yeah, stay, stay positive and shit, but... This is fun, boys. Thanks again, Dane. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no worries. Of course. Hell yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Quarantine Call with Shieldless Mag. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, make sure to share it on Instagram and tag us at Shieldless Mag. Also, follow Dane at Dane Berman, and make sure to go buy his Pro Model Zero board at your local skate shop. If you enjoy the song that's playing right now, it's by the band Sixes, and you can find a link to their music in the description. If you want to get your hands on some Quarantine Call stickers, shoot us a DM with your address and we'll send them out to you for free. We hope you're staying safe and staying positive out there, and we'll see you next time.